What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the SoCo Show. It's episode number 189. This, of course, is the voice of the co-host, Cody Michael, and I'm joined, as always, by the so-host, Seth Hutt. Hello. Hello. You feeling a little meek today, a little shy? We're going to have to get you out of your shell? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, don't worry, buddy. You're going to be okay. Um, I hope this next guy is not quite as meek. Hello. At Jared Buckendall. Hello, the name's Korg. How are you doing? <laughs> was it was his buddy's name Meek? I think it was. Yeah, there we go. Korg and Meek. There Meek we Mill. Go. The more you know, people. Dun, 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 dun. Very well. That's done. the show. Very well done. Already. Yeah. The gang is all here. The homies in the house. We got. It's a good uh, old fashioned gang oh, bang. Like, sure it is. <laughs> good old fashioned gang. Lotion up, um, people, because it's gonna be a wet one. <laughs> Ooh, gosh. Yeah, we're hoping to get real slick in this one. Um, we bought it. We used all of the money from the wankers and bought a slip and slide. Wanker. Yeah. We've been we've been teasing some exciting new stuff, and that's it. We got a slip and slide. <laughs> appreciate, appreciate all the wankers out there. Um, before we do jump into the show, I want to give a big shout out to everyone who joined us last week. Uh, our episode 188 was live over on YouTube. At Jared Buckendall. And uh, we had a pretty good crowd, had uh, some folks talking in the comments, had a really good time. So big shouts out to all of you who joined us, um, or if you caught the replay. Um, oh, I, I know we had a little bit of audio distortion that I wasn't aware of while we were recording. Uh, so I especially appreciate it if you were able to put up with that and um, listen to last week's episode. So big thanks. Uh, our next live show, uh, if you want to mark your calendars, is going to be taking place on April 22nd. So a few weeks out. Again, that's going to be over on the YouTube. At Jared Buckendall. So uh, make sure you guys put that on your calendar. Uh, we'll get, in a few weeks, we'll get a YouTube um, uh, event scheduled. So you'll be able to go out there go out there and set a reminder and uh, like that video ahead of time. So, uh, again, that's 422, uh, 8 p.m. Central Time, over on JBuck Studios' YouTube page for our next live show. So we'll look forward to seeing you all there. You know what's um, crazy? For tonight, though, what's uh, crazy? I, you know, you mentioned the, the sound last week. I got independent like before we even talked about this i got like like 12 or 13 dms from people saying the sound was better than it's ever been last week they were able to put up with the whole show um really yeah it was it was crazy they said in the past they've listened and normally they kind of tune out for the first i don't know 10 minutes in the beginning and then they, they listen for you know a couple hours or so and then they kind of cut out again uh towards the end um, and, and they said they listened to the whole show this last week and, uh, they really enjoyed it. So, you know, wow, I, whatever we did so. different, I think we may, maybe we should do it more often. I guess I think, I think so. Hmm. We'll have to do shitty audio quality again. Um, welcome back to the SoCal show, everybody. It's uh, <laughs> oh, breaker breaker one nine. Oh, I'm looking at the numbers <laughs> and we just broke a million listens right there. That's wow. We just crazy. got a Spotify deal. Holy yeah. crap. Joe Rogan. Oh, we took his studio over. That's ours now. <laughs> Joe Rogan and who? I'm not. I'm not even going to fact check you. I have already sent my boss a text and told him I quit my job. So nice. This is what we do now. Um, actually, this is what we do now. because oh, uh, oh, this is shit. what people want. Two million. <laughs> oh shit! We just got a world tour. <laughs> That's crazy. Every time you do that, another million. Oh man, it's a hit. I love it. I love it. 
Um, I'm really looking forward to something we're doing later on uh, that I don't quite know the details of, but we are going to do a bracket challenge. Mm -hmm. We had a lot of fun with our cuss word bracket challenge a few weeks back. Um, we've got another bracket challenge that we're going to get into later in the show that I'm, I'm really stoked about. Uh, and then we're going to talk about a couple movies and shows in What Did You Watch, as we always do. And we've got a pretty fun topic, I think, to talk about in What Do You Think this week. So I think we're going to have a pretty fun episode 189 here. Um, but uh, before we get into anything else, we, we should probably get a little bit lubricated, a little bit warmed up, a little bit titillated, if you will. Titillating topics. I still think you hit you hit that button before you did the titillator sound before it. I still think he did it there. I think he did it twice. No, previously. I'm not saying I've never done that, but in my head, the pattern has always been to not do it in the intro, but to do it in the outro. And when it's revving up, when you have to pull start it. Yeah. Yeah, if you got a pull start it, then it takes a little bit. Mm -hmm. So it, I couldn't even I couldn't have even made it if I wanted to. Now it's not. I haven't pushed the primer or or anything, so it's just not ready quite yet. But it will be in a few seconds. I don't know. I think I think you I think you I think you've really fucked this one up, Cody. All right, titillator. We're pulling up a random topic. Random going to give us a question um, that we're going to discuss. The titillator. Is going to be uh, warmed up and, and the, the ripcord's getting pulled here and uh, about three, two, one. Perfect. All right. Who was the first band or musician you were really into? And do you still like them? Ooh. Band I, I know or mine. musician, huh? Mm-hmm. I think I, well, I've got a couple, but uh, one of you guys go first. I mean, I have an odd history with music where personally in my life, everything I've been intrigued in or interested in is like five years behind. So like I didn't get into like music until I think like my first year of college and it was like strictly like <laughs> 80s and like 90s. <laughs> so I'm way behind. <laughs> oh, I believe that. You Did you just recently hear of this new band called Destiny's Child? I did. <laughs> I did, and the thing is, I, I was blown away to realize there was no child. <laughs> <laughs> How disappointing that was. Yes, have been. yes. Oh, man. I do. I do remember that about you in college, though. That you, the old school music was kind of your thing. The throwback jams um, were were pretty pretty boner jams. But you didn't have. When you say you only got into music when you were you. Do you really like you didn't have like a Walkman or you didn't listen to CDs or burn shit off LimeWire or anything like that? I mean, before then? I, see, like my brother was always like I looked up to him to kind of guide me to things. And then once I got to college, he then became the Padawan and I was then the master. So I, I you know, I'm into music and movies and everything now. But like back then, I think I had like two or three CDs, but it was like it was a bunch of like Weird Owl, maybe some like another one bites the dust. Oh man, um, you were into parody stuff, huh? Yeah, a couple. Yeah, actually, yeah. Now thinking about it, I think that's um, of those CDs because what a CD could hold twelve songs back then. Um, <laughs> depends how long they were, but yeah, I think I had a lot of parody stuff. I, you know what? That's not surprising at all either. Yeah, <laughs> J Book we know today. Was starting to take shape even in his early days. Yep. I like I like that. Yeah, I I do have a distinct memory of when I made some, uh, 
some mixed CDs off of LimeWire or whatever, Kazaa, I think I was using. Um, I did a did a parody song CD that was just just parody songs. So I remember I have a distinct memory of like I remember the layout of the room. I can know who was in the room with me, um, and I remember putting on um, Amish Paradise on there. Oh yeah, and yes. then I don't think it was a Weird Al song, but it was Weenie in a bottle instead of Genie in a bottle. It's about a guy, about a guy who nice. puts his wiener in some in a Crisco bottle. Yeah, um, don't go to that website. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> So yeah, I, I I think I was into the parody stuff a little bit too. Um, I think my first CD ever was, I think my first CD ever was, I think the same as Cody's, it was Lil Bow Wow. Um, oh, hell yeah. You were a dog, bitch. <laughs> but I think my the 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 one I really enjoyed the most was, uh, was Aaron Carter. That was probably my first favorite person, singer. And do I still enjoy him today? No, I don't. <laughs> Dude, Aaron's party is a bop. It is. Very much is. Well, we were watching Oh, uh, Aquafina. Um there there's a girl there's there's a they do an episode where it's a complete like parody of a of a, a like a Korean drama, but at the end of it, this like kind of the side character that came into the episode really quick um came in at the end of this and did a parody of Aaron Party's Come get it, that song. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I, it, it was, I'd never heard that song be used as a parody before. <laughs> it was very strange. You know, that's funny you say that because it, it feels like it would be easily parody, parodyable, mm-hmm. parodied. It seems like it wouldn't be that hard, but I haven't heard a lot of attempts at that either now that you mention it. Um, certainly not as many as some other songs. I was, I was into Aaron Carter too when you were, um, but Bow Wow was before then for me. And I remember um, I learned some of my first cuss words from the Low Bow Wow CD. Um, now, I had the edited version, so it would cut out the bad words. But um, I wanted to know all the, all the lyrics to all the raps. And so I looked them up online. And I think I even printed some of them off <laughs> way back in the day. And um, some of them had words in there that I didn't hear in the music. And that confused me. And so I would go, I asked my mom a couple of the words and she was like, yeah, I remember specifically asking about the word hose because it was getting, um, <laughs> it was getting, uh, you know, edited out. And I was like, mom, why is, why am I not supposed to say hose? And she's like, yeah, no, don't, don't call people mm-hmm. hose. That's, that's a bad idea. So that was, that was kind of my first introduction into some of the bad words. If you're going to say that word, you better go to the lawn and, and uh, use that hose and water the goddamn garden. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. That sounds like something my mom would have said. Um, but I still, to this day, for most of the songs on the Beware of Dog album, I can rap the entire ones. So I still fuck with Lil Bow Wow. I wish he was still putting music out. Um, but I was with him like two albums longer than most people. <laughs> um, and so still a big Bow Wow fan. And then I was on the uh, the Aaron Carter train as well. I had both of his first two CDs. So those are my two first um, uh bands it, or acts or whatever that I was a big fan of. And I still, I still like both of them. I like all that music still was, uh, I mean, I think the question was more like, do you like their, do you still like them as an artist? Like, do you listen to their music today? Like their current stuff today? I think that's how I interpreted it. Oh yeah. In that case, no, just cause neither of them are still putting stuff out, but if Aaron, they were, Aaron Carter like if is. Lil Bow Wow was still putting out music, is Aaron he? Carter's putting out music now. Yeah. He fucking tours and stuff. He does like. I think he's doing old. Is he doing new music? No, because he, he's oh, like, in I that think, case. Then, then, 
I mean, I knew he was like what five years ago when I saw him. <laughs> I think he's still tour. Like I know he's toured within the last probably three years. He was in Iowa City here, um, and I think like Man. my understanding from people who have seen him recently is like he does a more. He does like his current stuff and like will do Aaron's party, but like doesn't like it. You know, what I'm like he gets he gets sure. kind of pissed, and it's kind of just like. You know, he just doesn't. I mean, it, that's so. what people are going for, man. That right. and candy and what other yep. '90s jam. How I beat Shaq? Are you kidding oh, me? Oh, dude. Oh man, dude. I'm telling you. Okay, when I saw him in concert again, he was he was looking haggard. But when he was singing about how he beat Shaq, we lost it. We absolutely. He lost did it. that song. Oh yeah. Oh, I can't believe he did that one. I would lose my fucking mind. He was wearing a Lakers jersey now. too, because wasn't that what he was wearing in the music video? Probably. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Man. AC. Aaron Carter was the shit for like kids our age for a couple of years. You could not top Aaron Carter. Anyway, everyone who's our age, I think, was a big fan of him, at least for some amount of time. But did you say you saw him five years ago? Or did you see him at ISU when he was there? Because oh, that yeah. was a lot longer that than was, five years ago. That was more than five <laughs> years ago, my bad. Um, yeah. what was We're that? an old pal. <laughs> yeah, 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 wow. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Um, so, so, wait, so Bow Wow was your two first CDs? Mm-hmm. Yep. Huh. And we weren't. We weren't buds yet. That that was coincidence. I think that that happened. Interesting. Yeah, I I'm gonna be honest. I don't even think I've ever bought a CD. Uh, I mean, I burned a few here or there, um, but like, I guess some of the music I fell into too was like whatever they were playing on Nickelodeon, like Baja Men. I loved that music video, and same with MTV, oh, like yes. Californication and Lady Marmalade, uh, where all the women were wearing lingerie and whatnot, like. Those are like Big those fan. music videos are burnt into my brain. Yeah, I used to watch TRL yeah. every single day. So like that, I would be into that. Like that, you know, popular, especially nineties, nineties, two thousands, mostly two thousands. Say late nineties, mostly two thousands. Like I'd watch TRL every day. I also lived next to a swimming pool, so like in the summer oh, yep. they'd have the, yep. the pop station playing constantly. So that's pretty much what I still listen to. Is like, um. You know, late 90s, early 2000s, mid 2000s, high school time, like all that, about a decade worth of music. Maybe I'll go into the to the early 2010s or so as well, but that's about where I cut it off with an occasional I song here me, and there. The, my like music decade is from about 2005 to 2015. <clears throat> Pretty much everything that's come out since then, if it's not Drake or Taylor Swift, I don't fucking care, um, <laughs> which is a weird, those are the only two artists that I follow now. Um, but I did, here's a little factoid for you. I, I read about this, uh, recently, apparently roughly the time between your age, like 20 or 12 and 22 that, at, you know, right around that time that c those coming of age years of yours, you're actually the way that your brain is developing at that point, you're actually predisposed to enjoy the art from that time. And then when that fades and goes away, it's like it's it's brain chemistry that causes you to to love the music from when you were a teenager, like because of the way that your mind is operating during that time, and then it changes when you get into your twenties, and that's why you stop giving a shit about pop music at that point, and you just solidify that like that whatever your decade is, that's the best mu music decade for you. That's like a brain science thing that's real for like almost everybody. I just hmm. recently heard that, and I thought that was really cool because that's the only way you can make sense out of us loving Aaron Carter. 
<laughs> when like oh oh there was so much other better music coming out at the exact same time no uh, but we're always gonna love aaron carter because of the age we were when we when we um first heard it so. i mean i'm telling you if you're out i mean it's been a while since we've been to like a bar or a club or anything like that but if they're throwing aaron's party in uh, like off of a remix or something everyone's going yeah. bananas in there yep even just that little fucking damp, 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 yep. damp, damp, yep. damp, three seconds worth oh, of that man. song. Yes. And I am jumping out of my fucking shoes and hitting the dance floor. Yes. <laughs> wow, you just oh, doing man. that literally made me want to get up and start dancing. <laughs> right? Oh, it's one of those like automatic it's a it's a cheap pop, as they would say in mm-hmm. wrestling. Like you're you you're guaranteed to get a crowd response if you just have that little riff. Uh, if I could play guitar decently, I would learn to play that, but I cannot, so I won't. Little stroll down some musical memories. I like it, I, and I fe- I think I feel properly titillated now that we've uh, talked about Aaron Carter. He's a very titillating topic. So, um, we're fan gonna, of the we're show. Put the <laughs> fan of the show, Aaron Carter. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna get uh, get the titillator put to rest, and uh, we'll pack it away until next week here. Titillating topics. All right, so we're gonna move on. You fuck. God damn now it. I was just trying to fuck with Seth by not playing it. <laughs> There you go. Buzz. That's oh I quit. <laughs> Seth quits. Um, well, don't quit quite yet. We're going to need you in just a second because we're going to turn our attention to the Twitter sphere. Check in with our favorite WWE legend. Here comes some chic tweets. I call you a punk. Well, we've entered the second round. Of the battle of Iron Sheik versus Soldier Boy. Round two. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Uh, yep. Um, Hit that this, bell. <laughs> this one isn't quite as uh, long of a battle. Um, there was only four t- total tweets uh, between the two of them here. Um, but it was still entertaining nonetheless. Uh, of course, you know, because Iron Sheik, the rule of Iron Sheik, like, he doesn't start stuff. You know, he finishes it. But he doesn't start stuff. And so Soldier Boy, out of nowhere, just randomly tweeting one day, has to, you know, run his mouth against about Randy Orton again. He says, You a bitch at Randy Orton, and I mean that hundred emojin sign pussy. That's what he said. Um Wow. Yeah. Uh Iron Sheik, him and Randy are boys. He knows Randy from back in the day. Um, you know, he's not gonna let Sol- Soldier Boy disrespect randy orton like that and he says so he says so he says soldier brony bitch you can go fuck yourself you have mosquito balls matter of fact <laughs> just tells it how it is and then soldier boy responds with hey bitch boy chill before i slap that bald head uh wave emoji i think he meant to do clap but it's just one hand waving um maybe that's a slap could yeah, I guess, but Could it looks like waving. It, 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 the emoji like specifically does like a back and forth look thing, like a psh, like oh, that. Oh, I know what you're talking like about. Like a wave, you know, like left, right, almost. And then Iron Cheek, he finishes it here. Of course, um, he says, "Talk is cheap, mosquito dick boy. You have no <laughs> balls, and I suplex your fucking washed up, no good, never been jabroni neck." Damn. <laughs> Ooh. Damn. Squirrel nuts. <laughs> got him. Man. You're right. The Sheik does finish things. That's. <laughs> I just love how he. He, he beat goes, up on him. 
I love how he fucking just goes from like, you know, your mosquito balls, you know, whatever, to like you are fucking talentless. You are you are a waste of fucking <laughs> life. Like he he just goes to he the went fucking, for the throat, man. Exactly. Iron Sheik is the man. If you're gonna come for the Iron Sheik, you better come with it, or he's gonna he's gonna deal with your ass. I think we've seen that a number of times. Yeah, with people. Uh, Calling the Sheik into question or calling his homies into question. That, honestly, that's my takeaway is the Sheik is just a good homie. He's he's stepping in and defending his boy Randy Orton when uh, <laughs> Mosquito Ball's soldier boy got, <laughs> got involved. And uh, that's what happens when you step to a friend of the Sheik. You're going to get fucking dealt with. Squirrel nuts! I like it. Man. I want more of this. I hope I hope they continue to be in a fight. I think we need more of Soldier Boy versus the Iron Sheik. It's, that's the kind of material that this podcast really, really thrives on. So... We'll keep an ear out for another edition in the saga of uh, of Soldier Boy versus the Iron Sheik. Should we do a? Should we do like make a fake video where like we we try like we act like Soldier Boy, or and like we do say like Iron Sheik's a little bitch or something, and then like tweet it at Sheik so like we can stir the pot a little bit more. Ooh, we deep fake it. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And so that we way can we do get like more. at Soldier Boy, but with a zero instead of an O. <laughs> yeah. Just a bunch of mean shit at the tweet. Yeah. I, you know what? I don't know. I got a feeling he would find out it was us and come for us. That feels risky. Then we can get him <laughs> on the show and interview him. Yeah. That's true. But then we'll have to end the show. Uh, That's true. Yeah. For folks who don't know, the whole reason for this podcast is to get the Sheik's attention. And once we have it, we're going to stop. So that would be putting a pretty short lifespan on the podcast if we started actively reaching out to him. <laughs> I'm not against it, but just want everybody to be aware of what we're getting we just, into here. All of a sudden, we just see like... Every day, like on the, on the hour, Jared tweets at Iron Sheik, like, please come on this podcast. I can't hey, talk to Sheiky these guys baby, anymore. baby, we need you. I need free time. I need my Wednesdays cleared up. <laughs> oh, man. We'd, we could tweet at him, hey, Iron Sheik, what's up? And he'd be like, what do you want? <laughs> I don't think the Sheik's got time for us, but we'll see. Um, maybe some of maybe some of the SoCo listeners out there can uh, mount up a, a Twitter campaign to get the Iron Sheik's attention. Um, that'd be pretty sweet. But be careful because uh, you're gonna get fucking dealt with if you step to him. So watch out. I call you a punk. All righty, let's shout out our sponsors here. First of all, AudibleTrial.com/soco. Hit the link in the description box. You're going to get 30 days of Audible and your first book for free. Free. Free indeed. Uh, Mathis Designs. Go friend our good friend Steph on MathisDesigns.com for all your stationery and graphic design needs or to commission a piece of your very own. Get that piece. Get that piece. If you want to get yourself a piece of Mike's wood, head over to Etsy.com slash shop slash cornfed and wed to get your woodworked. Oh, Mike. <laughs> Mike's good. Mike's he's he's good with the wood. That's gonna be his new yeah his new um, catchphrase or whatever. He sent us a picture of a table he made today and looked pretty fucking dope. Honestly, mm-hmm. I mean, it's something he did really quickly. So you're gonna want to get over there, uh, get that good wood from our boy Mike V. Wood, good bug, should. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Um, Who's next? Friday After Class. So these are our friends NPA and Jack on the weekends. Uh, Head over to their Spotify link and make sure that you're a follower over there. Uh, That's the best place to catch the upcoming single, Glizzy's for Breakfast, which features your boy, Lil C-Man, on the track. So 
once uh, once that drops, you're going to want to make sure and be one of the first to get to that. So um, make sure you go follow the guys Friday after class on Spotify. Uh, new music all the time. Also, NPA uh, has uh, his channel as well. So check that out um, and check out all of NPA's music. I know Nolan's working on a lot of music stuff right now, so hopefully sometime soon. Um, we'll get to hear some brand new stuff from him. <clears throat> I was say, is, is this going to be like the running thing, like kind of like with Matt Damon? Did did, did you already make that joke, Jared, um, about it, like being how this is going to be fucking every week he teases Glissies for breakfast, and it, it's never going to happen. <laughs> it's never going to come out. Wait, what's the Matt Damon thing? Like is that on G- like Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel, Kimmel or something? Yeah, where he teases Matt Damon every single night, um, and then Matt Damon never comes like it comes on to like he says like sorry we had to bump Matt Damon. Um, <laughs> that same thing. Like, uh, we'll have Glizzy's for breakfast next week. Sorry, we ran out of time. Seth, don't ruin the illusion. <laughs> yeah, I hope I hope that it doesn't become that. Um, but I am going to talk about it until it happens. So, <laughs> well, I was going to um, say you went down. Not the, an, didn't you go down the courthouse and get like actual documentation to change your name to Little C Man? <laughs> he did. Oh yeah, I've been signing it on documents. My work is pissed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't know I was doing it. Well, I mean, they they just got used to you signing all your papers as Sonic. So, I mean. <laughs> I almost choked on oh, my throat. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. That story. That is a throwback. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I haven't thought about the Sonic thing in a while. There's should a whole story t- about the Sonic tell, thing. Tell it quick for new listeners. I should. Okay, I'll tell it. Um, so the Sonic thing. <laughs> so when uh, when Cody was five years old, maybe six, um, and I was in kindergarten, I became a big fan of Sonic the Hedgehog. And um, it's actually weird. I never had a Sega or anything like that. The way I became a fan of Sonic the Hedgehog is by one of those gigantic um, uh, search and find books where it has this big scene and you have to like find Sonic in the scene, like a Where's Waldo. Um, our, our library had like a bunch of different ones like that. So it had Sonic, there was a Gargoyles one, Ooh. there was obviously Where's Waldo and there's a few others. And I was really into Sonic um, because of that. And so I was like, okay, Sonic is, is really fucking dope. So I, I like Sonic. And then also at the time, I could run faster than anybody in my class. And, and when you're in kindergarten, for folks who don't remember, that is status. Like, that is cool guy shit, being the fastest runner. And um, so because of those two things, I was like, well, I'm fast as shit, and I'm a big fan of Sonic. I decided that I was going to change my name to Sonic from Cody. Um, never really, I, I never really was a big fan of my name, right? Like, I, I, I don't mind it. I don't hate it. But I've, I've always kind of had this feeling that there's a better name for me. And at the time, that better name for me was Sonic. <laughs> and um, so I didn't really go through any of the legal channels because I was five. Um, so <laughs> what I just started doing was I just started writing Sonic at the top of my homework assignments and turning them in to my kindergarten teacher. <laughs> and um, Mrs. Heller, uh, bless her, she's a sweet lady. She um, Shout out her was not Instagram having handle. it. Yeah, at Mrs. Heller. Um, the, <laughs> where it came to a head was <clears throat> the first time that we were getting a homework assignment back. So for like a day or two, I was writing Sonic on everything. And the first time she went to hand things back to us was when, when we kind of had to handle the subject. So she's going through, Brittany, here, here's your paper. Fucking Jeremy, here, here's your paper. 
And then she, <laughs> I see her look down at a paper, look up at the class, and go, which one of you is Sonic? <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, it, it wasn't even Sonic Michael, or any, it was just the one word, Sonic. And um, she asked, you know, which one of you is Sonic? And I totally uh, calmly raised my hand, uh, and I went, I am, uh, I changed my name. <laughs> and she kind of laughed and handed me the paper. I don't think she's, like, entertained by it, but uh, she handed me the paper and was like, whatever, I'm not going to deal with this shit right now. <laughs> but the next thing I remember is uh, one of our friends that was in that class whose name was Brandon, I remember him going, dude, sweet name (laughs) (laughs) and that was enough to convince me that i was now sonic um and that didn't last very long i think it was that same night or not very long after mrs heller called my mom and so my mom had a conversation with me at home she's like hey you got to stop writing sonic on your papers dude you can't just do that (laughs) so that was the whole thing that's how i was sonic for about a week um, when i was five and that's gonna do it (laughs) Yep, that was the whole episode. This episode is going to be titled The Sonic Story. Yep. And it's going to be about 30 minutes long. That's going to be it. So. People are going to tune in because they think they're going to be hearing about uh, burgers and milkshakes, and instead they're going to hear about you changing your name in kindergarten. I will say Sonic does have a variety of great hot dogs. They do have conies. Yep. Conies for Cody. Do they have a? Do they have a? Do they have a breakfast menu, do you think? Do you think I could go to Sonic and get myself some glizzies for breakfast? Think, oh no! I think I probably could. I'm getting pretty good at this kind of seamless, uh, seamless. Um, what do they call it? Like when you drop an ad in, see, when you just want to mention product placement. Hey, Bada just boom. a heads up. That's what Sonic that does in fact have a breakfast menu, and it looks amazing. They got burritos. Mm. They have like toasters where it's Texas toast, bacon. Like oh, oh man, I'm down a rabbit hole right now, fellas. Breakfast food. French toast. You keep talking about breakfast food. <laughs> Dude, you I've just open up Pandora's podcast. box right now. Yeah. Pandora's is, pancakes. Uh, yep. Breakfast food is arousing to me, so we, we, we better change <laughs> yeah, topics. Yeah, we got to get right? out of here. That's the title. <laughs> Breakfast food is arousing for me. <laughs> yeah. I think Quite, that pretty much tells the story. It's a long one, though. Might need to shorten it. Yeah. Are we... Uh, Bacon boners. Are we in sponsors still? I got more <laughs> stuff. To, okay, guys, give me. Let me get through the rest of these. Okay, um, Room Fifty Six Studios is next. This is NPA hey, with our very own JB. Uh, the guys are helping you guys uh, take your creative ideas and put them out into the world. So if you need help with audio editing, video editing, animation, um, any stuff like that to take your creative idea and spread it to the masses, you're gonna want to go to Room Fifty Six Studios. dot com. What? Boom. And of course, last but not least is Anchor. This is our podcast hosting service. Hosting. Let's go to Anchor. Let's go to me for a quick 30 second ad about Anchor. Wow. That guy really is one of the best in the game at reading ads. <laughs> Top notch stuff. Way to go. Way to go, Co. Uh, Anchor, of course, is the place where you can leave us voice messages. Uh, so go click that and leave us a voicemail if you want to hear your voice on the SoCo show. It's also the place to go to become an anchor contributor, or as we like to call them, our anchor wankers. Wanker. This is the elite group of folks who are uh, contributing on a monthly basis to the show to help us get things like equipment, new software, uh, and other things that we can't mention quite yet uh, to keep the podcast going and, and keep it improving all the time. Uh, so for anchors who have support, anchor wankers who Wanker. have supported in the past, 
we thank you and we're really excited to talk very soon about some of the things that we've been uh, been working on that we're going to be rolling out. Uh, and now if you're if you've never been an anchor wanker, wanker. now is a really great time to join. Um, your support right now is going to some exciting stuff that we're working on. Um, that um, it's going to be a little while before we can start announcing, but uh, exciting things coming down the pipe by virtue of our anchor wankers. Wanka. So big shouts out and thank you to all of you. And uh, for the folks out there that aren't anchor wankers, Wanka. Uh, you know you're help, you're helping us out just by clicking on these episodes. But the best way to help out the show is to share it with friends. So help us grow the party a little bit. Uh, send this party to a friend of yours or play it in the car when you're together. Help us grow the party a little bit and reach some new folks who will hopefully become wankers as Wanka. well. Wanka, indeed. <laughs> That's going to wrap up our sponsors for this week. Waka waka. So let's move on here, and we're going to get into, I'm very excited, we're going to do a little bracketology. Uh, we're going to jump into what we're calling a tournament of trivial topics. A tournament of trivial topics. Fight. So Seth, we we're expanding uh, we're expanding upon this idea. So a couple weeks ago, you said, "Hey guys, we're going to do this bracket challenge with uh, some cuss words," and we had just a blast talking about poo and pecker and stuff like that. Um, poo and pecker. So uh, <laughs> it sounds like you've taken that idea and run with it, as as you often do. And so we're going to have a new. We do have a new one. So kind of like what we've done in the past, you know, there's obviously throughout the year different events that happen. Um, so I kind of want to, you know, tailor it in, maybe rotate a few different games in here and out. So we might hear, might see some different games come in each and every week. Um, but this week we're going to go back to the, the bracket and do the tournament of trivial topics. And uh, this week is the actually today when this podcast drops is opening day for baseball. And so I got to think, you know, because they're going to have fans back in baseball stadiums this season. Um, hopefully get to go to some local games around here. Maybe get to a Cubs game hopefully this year. Um, but thinking about going to a, to a baseball game, one of the best parts about baseball games is that they have a lot of great food. Oh. Um, so I went with oh. uh, just kind of generic concession foods. Um, foods that you can find at pretty much any concession stand. <laughs> um, you know, anytime you go to any sports event or concert or whatever. So uh, we have 16 options here, all pretty generic and general items for the most part. Um, but we'll go 1 through 16. We have each, each – uh, they're kind of ranked. Um, I wouldn't say, like, number one, you know, like my favorite through the least favorite, but kind of just the general what I what I think most people would have ranked. And then I also found, like, a website that kind of had some snacks listed too. So um, kind of like a an actual, you know, bracket here, best to worst. But – We'll start off the one seed versus the 16 seed. Popcorn mm-hmm. is number one, and 16 seed is chips. Ooh, I, I, I do have a question. Um, chips. Mm-hmm. Is is chips any chip? Potato chips, Doritos, okay. yeah, okay. anything. It's all pretty general. So, you know, if you're looking at the thing hanging from the wall. Okay, okay, like the, thing, the, the, the 25 like, cent the bags, whatever, you, uh, you cut yeah, off the yeah, thing yeah, and yeah. send in the planet you, points for uh, prizes and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. What do you guys think? Popcorn or chips? I mean, for me, mm-hmm. it's obvious. I, I'm gonna, I'm corn all the way on this one. I think, I, I mean, I love a good chip, and I love the variety, but you can't go wrong with popcorn, um, especially when, you know, some of the places, it's like, oh, maybe I just don't want normal popcorn. You have the kind of different toppings, too. Um, so, yeah, popcorn. 
Mm. Chicago corn? Yep. Fucking cheddar corn? Are and you again, fucking kidding me? Cheddar that's corn part and of the together? Ooh. Man, Chicago yeah, corn wrap this throws up. down the gauntlet. Hit the sounder, we're done. <laughs> All right, so the next round, though, this might be a tough <laughs> opponent, whoever it gets. I think these are both pretty good. Um, we have walking tacos and nachos. So a taco in a bag. Yeah, walking taco. You've had walking tacos. Yeah, it's called a taco in a bag. Mm. No, walking taco. So, okay, I've had this discussion many a time, sidebar here, but I think there's a middle line in Iowa, in the USA of America, I guess, um, that you guys call it walking taco, and we called it taco in a bag. Well, we called it correct. I know. Walking taco. Yeah. I, I found oh, very wait. few people. I, I didn't realize what you are saying. You've never called it walking taco. It's, oh, it's literally always been taco in a bag for you? Yeah, always. Oh, I never knew that there was another term for it besides walking taco. So yeah, mm-hmm. talk, taco in a bag for folks who don't know what we're talking about. This is, um, well, it's exactly what it sounds like. You put all the taco fixings in a bag and then you eat, extra it, words, eat it with a fork. Say. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Well, we weren't uh, thinking really. Regardless of what you're going to call it, it's the hands down winner over nachos for me. It's basically yeah. if you just took nachos and made them amazing. Not that nachos aren't great. But if you just took nachos up a notch, you'd have you'd have the walking taco. Mm-hmm. The th- I think the issue with with nachos though, because um, if I it, like if I'm thinking nachos, like all the shit, like the appetizer you get at like a restaurant, yeah, yeah, I'm going that's that not a ballpark walking food. tacos. Yeah, but like the ones you get a concession or it's basically just like chips, melty cheese, and maybe some jalapenos. jalapenos. Yep. But yeah, walking taco, you can get fucking everything on it. Oh yeah, fuck it up, throw some meat in there, some sour mm-hmm. cream if they're feeling crazy. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah, I got to go with the walking taco slash taco in a bag here because that exact reason. I was thinking, I'm like, if I want a gourmet nacho, it's not ballpark food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. This one's a tough one. This one's a toughie. Uh, a classic sweet treat in uh, you know kind of what you get at like a fair or concession stand funnel cake versus the fuck good old-fashioned america's favorite your boy's favorite ice cream what are we going just a nice vanilla cone what see my favorite thing i have a i have a routine when i go to a the colonel's baseball games here i will go get a beer i will go get broader hot dog or hamburger not hot dog broader hamburger they have like a nice grill I'll eat, go back, eat that hamburger up. Sometimes I'll get a, a ballpark taco dog. That's pretty good, too. What's a uh, ballpark a hot... taco dog? <laughs> You've got to talk about the ballpark. Yeah, you, you can't, can't just, just go skim over the over ballpark that. taco dog. So it's a, it's, a, it's a shell. You can choose hard or soft. I use okay. a soft. Um, it's, a, it's a hot dog in there. And then you put a little bit of meat on top. And then you can get all the taco stuff on it. So, like, uh, so it's like lettuce. a hot dog burrito? Yeah, um, it oh, sounds yeah. gross, and no, it's that sounds amazing. awesome. Like, because you can get everything on it—meat, cheese, sour cream, lettuce. Jalapenos, Do they press grill it then? No, it's, uh, they basically just take a hot dog out of the, that wet, fucking warm thing. That, yeah, you know, like just the little poof. steamy, steamy warmer, and plop it right on. But man, it's good. It's the best way to eat a fucking hot dog. Um, I'll have one of those, and then when I'm done with that, take my way. Back up around the top, grab myself uh, three scoops of ice cream in a bowl. Have a great night. What kind okay, of ice cream so are you getting then? That... All kinds. Yeah. They have different varieties. And that's the thing oh, with okay, ice cream. Okay. So okay. You can get okay. cookies and cream, chocolate. Okay. So that, that's on the thing. Okay. So mm-hmm. sweet treat is anything aside from ice cream. 
Well, funnel cakes. Sorry, funnel cakes oh, was the it's first just one. So it's funnel cakes. Yeah, okay. it's exclusively funnel cakes versus ice cream. Oh, okay. Well, does ice cream extend to things like, like Sundays? I would expect yes. But yeah. what about like milkshakes? Are they included as an ice cream item? I'm not. See, this one was I, I exclusively took out all drinks for this, so I would okay, not no include drinks. that. Yeah, no, because I could, I was thinking about putting beer on there, you know, soda. But I was like, this is concession foods, mm-hmm. so I just went with that, like things you typically chew ice cream you could lick too but i I still think the the variety of ice cream is going to make me Mm -hmm. lean that way i love funnel cakes and Mm -hmm. if i can get ice cream on a funnel cake then fucking game over dog but i'm gonna uh, it's it's very close but i'm gonna lean and i'm voting first so i don't have to break the tie um i'm going ice cream yeah, for me, it's got to be the variety ice cream. But, I mean, yeah. even if you break down and don't give me the variety and it's just chocolate vanilla, if you give me a nice, tall Sauce? twist oh. cone, mm. beats anything. Yep. Yeah. It's a good one, too. Yeah, I, I'm going with ice cream. If I, I if I went against ice cream, I mean, I'm pretty sure I would have, like, bad three years of bad luck with how much ice cream I eat. So. <laughs> Now, the All thing right. is, I will say, funnel cake, there's a lot of different varieties as well. They kind of mm-hmm. have, uh, over the years, the technology has uh, uh, progressed. I will say this. I think yeah. there is nothing, when you want a good funnel cake and you get one, there might not be anything more satisfying than that. It's it's like when you have a craving for a funnel cake and you get, fine, like, oh, it's that that's a very satisfying feeling. But ice cream is, you mean, yeah. There's, you can never have bad ice cream. You can have bad funnel cakes, but ice cream, True. it you know, comes from the goddamn fucking store. <laughs> they just scoop it out. Like they can't really mess it up. So, it's always good. All right, next round. Ice cream is going to be a tough out. I'm going with the salty stuff here. We got French fries versus corn dogs. Oh, Ooh, you're going to do this to me, aren't you? <laughs> Now, I do have a question. You're a big corn dog guy, aren't you? I I am a big (laughs) corn dog guy. Question about the fries. (laughs) Is it a variety of fries, like normal, steak, curly, waffle, tater tot? That's the thing, man. The world is your (sighs) oyster here. This is a... Fuck. um, I would say, at most, I think the the, the wildest it gets with these french fries is, like, cheese and chili. Like, chili cheese fries. That probably the, and you can put some beef in it. That would that would be like what I'm thinking of for fries. Hmm. I've and got to say, Cody, you got to you got to do something here. So if if it's fries versus corn dogs, there is one fry that I would choose corn dogs over, and that is shoestring fries. Fuck shoestring fries. I where's oh, the? Oh, I see here, what you're saying. Let me get. Get rid of the shoestring fries. <laughs> yeah, I agree. They're too skinny. They're bitch fries. I don't like them. So if it's if it's shoesting fries versus corn dogs, I would take corn dogs every day of the week. But you've given me more flexibility than that, and I'm a big time fry guy. Ooh, I'm a fry guy till I die. <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm gonna go with the fries here. <laughs> typically, when you see when you get those fries at like a concession stand or whatever, they're typically the crinkle cuts. That's what I'm picturing. Mm-hmm. And then you get some chili cheese on top of them. See, you you sold me with the chili cheese because I mean, if he, I get some waffle fries with some chili cheese on top, mm, wonderful. So I mean, I, I hate to do this and stab the corn dog in the back because you have full ones and you have the tiny mini ones, and I love them. But fry, you you have the variety and a few toppings. French fries moving on. Another upset here. All right, man. The next round here is going to be salty versus sweet. We have. Your salt, your classic soft pretzel 
versus just candy. You know, your Snickers, M and M's, whatever. You know. So just like packaged candy. Yeah. Mars bar. Yeah, something you get at a convenience store too, but they just happen to have it for typically kids. I think most of the time get it. I'll get I'll get myself out of the way. Um, this may be an unpopular opinion. I really don't like soft pretzels. Um, I I it's rare for me to find one I really enjoy. So I just kind of stopped getting them like ten years ago. <laughs> so I would I would go candy specifically like a Reese's peanut butter cup or an M M&M and M for me would be the highlight. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna vote candy on this one. I think personally I would go actually lean more towards soft pretzel. Um, I like candy, but I, the over the years I think my my sweet tooth has started to go away. Um, so if it's, it has to be just chocolate, but with the soft pretzel, like if I'm really craving one of those and it's like warm and soft and you got the cheese and stuff with like the little, the salt things, like the little crunchy salt things on top, I'm, that, that would be very satisfying. I've really come to enjoy like that doughy type stuff lately. Um, so yeah, I think I would go soft pretzel here. Hmm. Tie break. Now. You, you've both given me, you know, some arguments here. But the thing that is deterring me from one of them is the coarse salt. When I get a pretzel, yes. I'm scraping that shit off. We'll take I don't it off, want then. that. I, I know, but that's part of it. You know, it comes well, with it usually. You could, you could choose not to get it. You could say no. I, I don't, don't know, know, man. I don't know. I and, and the thing is, for candy, like peanut butter M&M's, awesome. Twix, awesome. There's a lot of candy oh. bars. And oh, the thing is, Sorry. the things is, uh, is it only chocolate-based candy, or can it even yeah. go to, like, the gummy well, world? For for you, I mean, again, any candy, any candy they have at a concession stand, typically, that's up for grabs. Yeah, uh, I, I got to go with the candy. All right, well, you guys are losers. I'm sorry, right, it's that coarse salt <laughs> for me. Candy moves on. Fuck this is a toughie, especially for, uh, you know, like when you're at a, a, at a game. Um, we got pizza versus brats. Oh, wow. I'm going to jump in. Okay. I love pizza, but typically the pizza at a game is going to be your, unless you're at a Cubs game, which they do have Giordano's, but most well, games, they do. they do at most yeah. games. They, you know, you're going to get your Domino's, which is fine. Papa John's, which is awful. Um, pizza hut, which is in the middle brats though. If you have a good brat, at a place like this kernel like I was talking about the kernels they have like this grill with these amazing brats I'm going with brats on this one especially at a game pizza I can get anytime I can get it ordered to my house I'm not getting a really good brat at most places you know what restaurants need to sell more brats <laughs> I love I grilling up a good brat man. I agree oh yeah summertime that's what I'm looking forward to yeah we had a bunch of brats the one time I came down and they were delicious Seth, I think you painted the picture pretty well. Because in general, I would rather have pizza almost every oh, time. Oh, yeah. yeah. But if I'm at a game, if I'm at a game, the pizza's usually, it's like $3 for a Pizza Hut slice of pizza, for one thing. And then just, if especially if it's like baseball, I got to have something phallic. So <laughs> uh, it's either, a, you got to have a hot dog or a brat. In this case, the brat. I'm, I'm going to vote brat through. I, I did not think we'd be voting pizza out in round one, but yeah. here we are. Yeah, it, it I, was. Go ahead. I would say it was up up against a tough, tough competition. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, both of you guys, great arguments. I got to go with the brat as well. There is one pizza that would twist my arm a little bit, and it's a personal pan pizza. Um, 
Those are pretty that good. That has their own toppings and stuff because the, the, that, I feel like, has a little bit of crunch to it and a little bit, you know, you get all of the sides and whatnot. Just one slice, not doing it. That's what the Giordano's basically is. Um, oh, really? Like a small yeah. individual one? Yeah. Yep. And it has, oh. you know, sausage, pepperoni, all that stuff. No, nah, I'm still going with the brat, though. That That's like yeah. a summer food. Man, I can't wait Man, to go back to a making Cubs me game. hungry. Yeah, and that's the bad thing. <laughs> People that are listening, um, we record this at a weird time where neither of us either eat or we eat and we're still hungry. Um, so I'm starving right now. Yeah. I, I'm well, gonna just completely crush some leftovers when we're done with this podcast. We're gonna get you. We're gonna get you a little bit more hungry. The next one again is another tough matchup here. It's hamburgers slash cheeseburgers versus wings. Oh. Question: Wings. Yes. Mm-hmm. Does it include boneless and traditional? Yes. Oh. Any? Yeah. Shit. I wouldn't man. say it's B dubs, yeah. but it's like I know buffalo. But yeah. Buffalo or barbecue, that's your two options. I can vote. I, it, again, again, it's the setting that is going to be the determining factor for me. If I'm at a ball game, I'm going to go with the burger me instead too. of the wings. Yeah. Um, so it's just, again, it's the, the Americana of it all. Again, it just feed, it feeds into the whole, you know, especially if it's a baseball game. I'm so American, I'm eating a cheeseburger. Um, not that wings aren't American, but um, then ease of eating uh, yep. comes into comes into play as well. I would need to go boneless if I were going to have wings, and I would rather have a cheeseburger than some boneless wings. So I- I'm going to vote the burger on this one. Yeah, Cody, you literally just—I mean, you—you—you you, you argued me into what I was thinking. Um, <laughs> I, I can't eat a—you get messy with the bones and everything, and it's got to be boneless. But no, give me a big old juicy burger, and also. I always ask, and sometimes they do it, sometimes they don't, but I'm like, give me a scoop or a, a ladle of nacho cheese on that. Oh, on the shit. burger? Yeah, on the burger. Wow. That's fancy. He's a fancy man. Yeah. <laughs> fancy right. man Jared Buckendall. They didn't know they called yeah. him that? <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the fancy man. <laughs> I think this, this next round will be pretty quick. Um, shrimp cocktail. Shrimp cocktail and uh, caviar. Shrimp cocktail. <laughs> All right, it's uh, pretty easy. We got the winner: hot dogs versus peanuts. Hot dogs, right? Oh, it's hot dogs. Yeah, yeah. I don't throw that out, man. Peanuts, hot dogs all the day. Peanuts was like, yeah, because that that was probably my actual 16 seed, but I already had chips in there. I kind of had to replace one out, so mm-hmm. peanuts was you know automatic loss pretty much in any. I mean, every once in a while, I get some you know a bag of the the shelled peanuts at baseball games. Mm-hmm. You know, those are kind of fun. You know, if you're just Play along, but if it's, I mean, versus hot dogs, yeah, you can't go dog at a Cubs game, exactly. That's the best, yeah. If you think I'm not getting a Chicago dog at a Cubs game, fuck you, yeah. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I get so because every time I go to a Cubs game, it's like, all right, gotta get Chicago dog. All right, you have Giordano's here, gotta get that too. Okay, the beer is $15 for a 12 ounce. Okay, I gotta do that. It's it's like the ticket is half of what I spend on food and drink there. You actually just go to the yep. game to eat. You're not even watching the game. Well, the last time I went to one was when we went. you and I went to Chicago, Jared, and I went by myself. And the ticket was $10, so I spent like 10 times that in food and drink, <laughs> which was awesome because the ticket was so close. Mm-hmm. Especially in Chicago. but And like you were saying, at the Colonels, there's different stuff you have to get. Mm-hmm. But if you're in Chicago, there really shouldn't even be choices. You should mm-hmm. have to get a Budweiser. You should have to get a hot dog. And you should have to get pizza. Yep. Because um, that's just, it's just the most American, I, the most Chicago thing you can do. And I would venture to say the most American thing you can do. 
and some some Cubs fans out there might groan at this, but I think the only more American place to eat a hot dog than Wrigley Field would be Yankee Stadium. Um, but yeah. in either place, you got to get a fucking dog. Yeah, I I've never had a New York hot dog, but um, so I can't really compare. And I've never really had true New York pizza. We had New York pizza in L.A. Um, that Joe's pizza. That's that's a typical New York slice. Um, but I mean, I don't I don't see possibly how you could beat Chicago deep dish pizza. It's you I've can't. spent have you ever hundreds had of dollars on it now. <laughs> <laughs> Domino's. Yeah. Have you? Seth, you've never been to New York, I don't think. Jared, have you ever Mm-mm. been to New York? Uh, no, I've only read about it in books. <laughs> I've only seen it on the news. <laughs> we got to uh, we got to take a Soko trip out to New York yeah. and, and do some Fold, hot dog get those and big pizza. Get, get some fucking pizza, yeah, yeah. Do, do some pizza yeah. pizza yeah. ratings. God, that would you know what that would be a. And fun then we trip. can all go to Broadway. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we can Hamilton. Yeah, Seth would love that. <laughs> I would see it. Um, yeah, I feel like you'd have a good time at a live at a yeah. live show more than you're not in, as in, as into musicals as as we are, but I think a live one you'd have a lot of fun at, especially if you just had a bunch of New York dogs. Mm-hmm. And something just became legal out there. <laughs> oh yeah, prostitution. <laughs> Two hot dogs at the same time. <laughs> Whoa, that's pretty extreme. All right, elite eight. Here we go. We got another couple of rounds to go. Um, number one seed: popcorn versus walking tacos. Tacos. Um, I'm voting walking tacos here. You know what? Spe- again, this is baseball game specific. I I go walking taco as well. Hell yeah. I got to say, hmm. it's probably a surprise. If I'm at the movies, there's no way I'm not getting popcorn. <laughs> yeah. At a baseball game, taco at a give movie. me the walking taco. Dude, if you could get yeah. a walking taco at a movie, though, that's a game changer. They do have nachos. I mean, you'll probably... perfect movie food. I have, I have no idea why there's not more common. Yeah. It's a perfect movie food. They have like legit nachos at my feet, like with the salsa, sour cream. Lettuce, yeah, but the meat. taco in a bag, walking taco, would be so much better because you're not like you're not spilling, know. you know. I don't. Know. I still don't find a way to spill the walking taco. Worry about taco. where it's at in the dark. Nope. Yeah. Still, still, I still got to look. That's I mean, a, yeah. A, I guess once once you once you gatekeep or bring in the walking taco, then you're gonna get the spaghetti in the bag, and then literally it's anything <laughs> and everything there. The spaghetti in a bag would be easier than a walking taco. <laughs> so you can just put your fork in there and start spinning it. You don't even need to look. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. I, I Cody, I, I let you go callback. first on that last one because I thought you'd pick popcorn, but walking taco is what I want because I want a little bit something like uh, something that's gonna stick to my ribs, a little bit, you know, substance and whatnot. Yep. And and a walking taco is you only get that at what, ball games and fairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It or was also a popular like um when I was at work my previous job. Um, we used to do like food days and stuff a lot and walking tacos is a pretty popular one because that's such an easy thing it's like the perfect thing to put together as a group meal mm-hmm. someone buys a bunch of meat someone buys a bunch of chips someone buys a bunch of condiments and stuff someone buys a bunch of vegetables boom and you have a shitload of walking tacos to eat for the day did i have i think i might have had walking tacos at my graduation party in high school i think you did it yeah. was some sort of it was some sort of taco bar so i don't know if it was it was in a bag or not but I remember that being a huge hit. People loved my party because the food was tacos. Um, yes, I don't think I got to eat Actually, okay, so. I have a question for you two now. <laughs> when you're doing this walking taco, is it Doritos or is mm-hmm. it Fritos? <laughs> what? Yuck. Don't give me that right now. Fritos in a walking taco? Uh-uh. Okay, so we know yours is Doritos. Cody, what about you? 
I've most of the walking tacos I've eaten in my life have been with Doritos. Whoa. I've had them with Fritos. Yeah. I prefer it with neither. I like just a like a you know, a Taco restaurant salad. style nacho chip. Oh, I think um, Yeah, like that's the kind of chip that I prefer. But oh, most dude. of them where in northeast Iowa they were more commonly with um with Doritos. Yeah, man. But I don't dislike either of those. I just prefer the nacho chip better. Growing so you did Fritos. Growing up that like I remember and again, you know, you have this blind perspective of your childhood. But for one to two years after I realized what a walking taco or a taco in a bag was, it was strictly Fritos. Some pioneer from West or East Iowa came over, introduced Doritos, and then you had to choose. It was always Fritos <laughs> growing up. Why? Frito, it's, it's smaller. Corn. Think about it. It's smaller. I, don't I mean, like obviously, that. you can crack you up crunch the Doritos. Yeah. You can crunch it up. But, like, that's the first I, no, part of it. No, it's Fritos, man. You cut a little hole in the top of the Doritos bag. You do it, do it sideways. Cut a little hole in the top. Crunch them up a little bit with your fingers. <laughs> rip, cut the rest of the top open. Then you put your stuff in there. Fritos. No. Um, we got to put out, we gotta put out I, a I'll poll this. for this one. I, he's going to say, the listeners need to weigh in on this. So on Twitter or on Facebook, at Soko Show Pod, um, let us know Fritos or Doritos in your walking taco, and what do you call your walking taco? Is it walking taco or is it taco in a bag? Help us do a little research. But what I do think is the next time this whole Soko crew is together, we need to make some goddamn walking tacos yeah. and do a little taste test. I think, I think we can put this Oh, with different test. bags? Ooh. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Yes. All right, I'm down for this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But like to your point, Cody, I th- actually I think I agree with you. Is no neither of those, um, just like a straight up tortilla chip, because mm-hmm. um, hockey games, I consumed. I, yes. I mean, I've, I've probably consumed no less than three hundred walking tacos in one place. <laughs> like every single time I went to a game at this hockey game for like years straight, I had a walking taco before before the the national anthem was sung. I would have a walking taco. <laughs> Yeah, because so, they they were watching you, and they're like, "Okay, Seth is eating his taco. Yeah. We can now sing." It's time to. Sing. <laughs> it's like the flyover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was on the screen. I was. On, I'm like fucking. I'm like Truman Show, but I I don't really. I don't even look up at the screen. It's just like, yeah. As soon as as soon as I lick my fingers off of all the the fucking extra meat that I picked up off my shirt, they're like. I can actually picture it. You do that, right? You you pick the last of it, you lick your fingers, and you set the bag down on the ground next to you, and then you look up and go, play ball, and then everything <laughs> starts after that. <laughs> the crowd goes fucking nuts, and the players are like, let's fucking go, and everyone's going oh, to rock and done. <laughs> That's awesome. But no, they had just man, plain tortilla walking... chips in there. That's the best. Yeah, the Young Arena, Waterloo Blackhawks, that's my number one oh, ranked dude. Uh, walking taco. I will tell it, you that. And they let you add jalapenos to it, too. Jalapeno, sour cream, lettuce, salsa, taco sauce. Yeah. It's the best. Man. We're spending a lot of time on walking tacos, and it, des- it might win. walking it tacos deserve, deserve the yeah. time. Yeah. But well, um, let's I think see who we got opponent. I think we got to see what some of these other ones are. Yeah, yeah let's see who his opponent's going to be. We have ice cream versus french Ooh. fries. Ooh. Ooh. Again, I'm. You know what? You know me. Ice cream all the way. I'm. I'm gonna for. A, I'm going fries. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna set it Uh-oh. and leave it. I'm. I'm gonna go fries. Jared's breaking the and tie. Leave it to you, Jared. 
both like right when you said it, I was like salty, sweet. You mix them too. You dip them. All that stuff. Um, I'm just picturing a summer day. It's a little warm. I want something to cool me down a little bit. I gotta go with ice cream here. And again, the varieties. I'm going with I ice cream. At I, Jared I really thought you were gonna pull a swerve and go. So I gotta go French fries. <laughs> 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 I should have damn frozen it. French fries. That's yeah. what Jared has at the ballpark. So we got ice cream oh, moving man. on to the next round into the final four. Ice cream, man. I am the cream. Cream. All right. This one I think is probably pretty easy. Um, we got brats versus candy. I'm going with brats again. Yeah. I think it's a clean sweep there. Me. Yeah, good. All right. Yeah. And then finally, this is, I think this is not only the battle of like your, 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 pretty common concession stand items but i think it's just the battle of america here i think this is Ooh. this is like your your red or blue this is your you know th- this is this is american versus america really they both define it both Hamburgers are wearing versus jean hot shorts dogs. both are waving the american flag <laughs> exactly both wearing maga hats um <laughs> both pointing guns at each other <laughs> yep. uh, it's hamburgers versus hot dogs shit Ooh. I'm going. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna shoot the first shot here. I'm going with hamburgers. I'm trying to take my brain to the best ballpark hamburger I've had and the best ballpark Although, dog I've had. You're right. I'm trying to could, compare those two. I can include the ballpark well, to, taco dog. Cody, in there to too. make your life easier, I am going to say hot dog. Oh yeah, that really. <laughs> <sense>. <laughs> um. Okay, I've made a decision. This is a toss-up. I would take either of these items, but I'm th- I based on where I think what I think the bracket looks like. In order to create a better matchup for the next round, I'm gonna say burgers. Burgers. Yep. Wow. Wow. One thing I was thinking though was Those quarter like, pound dogs. You just threw them by the wayside. By the I, wayside. <laughs> I almost thought about maybe switching it though because like. But yeah, I'm gonna probably lean. If I'm going to a, a game, I'm gonna lean more towards a burger. But the thing is, like, they have to have good burgers. They can't just have like those ones that they, you know, take the frozen patty off in the back and then just only put like a slice of cheese and bun in and Seth, like, wrap it up in tinfoil. That was only a movie from the '90s. <laughs> What's that? Good burger. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got it now because I said good burger. All right. <laughs> That's awesome, buzz. The burgers that I typically get um, are like, they, again, they have a grill at the, the baseball stadium. So they can put like double burgers, you know, different types of cheese, pepper jack, all kinds of shit. All your toppings, bacon, everything. They make oh, it up to your order. Yeah, so see, fucking, that's the thing. You got to come down to one of these games, Jared. They're now, th- now that you're <laughs> saying it, yeah, a burger has a lot of, like, you can throw toppings. Like, give me a double. Like, no one's asking for a double hot dog. You're going to get two hot dogs. Right. So, hamburgers moves on. This next matchup might be the most difficult decision I've ever had to make in my life. <laughs> Walking tacos <laughs> versus ice cream. Wow. This is this is a matchup of juggernauts. This is this final four? Yep. Mm-hmm. Man, this is this is a matchup that is that deserves to be in the final four. These are legendary food items. Really can't go wrong, I would say. I think but I I'll might... shoot first. Ooh, okay, wow. Go ahead. 
I'm going to go walking taco for this one. It's Jared said it earlier. It's food that's going to stick to my ribs a little bit. Something that's going to fill me up more and be like a meal substitute is what I lean toward when I'm at events. Not that I don't also want ice cream, but the first thing I'm getting when I get there is going to be a walking taco. So that was the decision for me. Cody said what I want to say. I got to go with walking taco, taco in a bag here. Well, I was going to go probably with walking taco truthfully because I've had it the most. But I'm going to give a vote, a, you know, a, a nice sympathy vote. Honorable to, mention. Uh, something I had last night around 8 o'clock, bowl of ice cream. Uh, get one one sympathy vote. But walking tacos truthfully moves on. Yep. That's way to give ice, ice cream. Deserved it. Nice job, ice cream. After the joy well. brought me you last night. You performed valiantly. It deserves at least a vo- vote. All right, it's and nice finally, give, it a, give a little pat on the butt on the way out. I, I like that one a lot. This next one for me, what, I know that last one was hard for you. This next one is the hard one for me. We got brats versus hamburgers. <laughs> I know this is gonna sound crazy. I'm going brats. Ooh, okay. Now, okay. Hmm. Seth, you 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 did a fast one there on us. Um, mm-hmm. I was brought all the way. But last round, you guys started throwing out these crazy ideas of putting I, I sold you on the burger. a double burger, <laughs> yep. bacon, yep. different Pepper cheeses, yep. all sorts of stuff. And that, I love a good brat, but like that is next level. I'm not putting all those crazy toppings on a brat, so I'm going with a burger here. You can, though, on, if you want, on your brat at the game. Like they have a stand where you can put onions and tomato, you know, like all that stuff, relish, all that. See, I don't. The relish don't doesn't do anything for vote. me. Doesn't right, relish so. doesn't do anything for me. All right. Oh, you're fine. not a relish man. No, See, that's... mustard, relish, none of that. Get that out of there. <laughs> Throw it in the trash. Whoa. No Whoa. mustard or relish. No, I'm Whoa. not a crazy person. Whoa. Wow. Well, you are. You are my polar opposite then, because that's what I. That's exactly what I get on brats is mustard and uh, relish. But this is this is a tough decision. Brats. Uh, Versus burgers, brats and dogs. I got a, I got a picture of myself. I got a picture of myself, ten rows back, right behind home plate, at the Colonel Stadium. I'm, I've got a big, tall, fucking shock top next to me. <laughs> They're about to throw the first pitch of the game. I look down, and in my lap is no pants. <laughs> Actually, you know what? It, it may, it may look like I'm not wearing pants, but in reality. There's a brat in my lap. So oh, yep, shit. Yep. Yep. Had to go. I tell you, I didn't know. The whole time I was telling that story, I didn't know. But when I met, when I went internal and I went in my head and I looked down into my imaginary lap, there was the brat. There it is. So, yeah, that's where well, my heart took me. I love a burger. I'll eat a burger any goddamn day of the week. But the, the brat, just in that moment, that's where it went. Well... Regret to uh, inform you here that this might be even more of a tough decision then. Oh, no. We have in the final round, the, the championship round, it's for all the money, five rounds in the UFC heavyweight division. We have walking tacos in the red corner versus brats in the blue corner. See, I don't disagree that this is a difficult choice, but for me right now in this moment, I am just i am borderline aroused at the thought of eating a walking taco right now (laughs) (laughs) 
And so my vote has to go to the walking taco. And it may not, you could ask me tomorrow and I might have a different answer. But in this moment, I would take a walking taco. I'd rather have a walking taco than a hundred bucks right now. That's, that's kind of, that's kind of where my head's at. What do you think, Jared? Again, it's kind of, uh, my, my thoughts right now, because both are amazing. Both have flavor, wonderful, you know, they got the goods, but I'm thinking exclusivity. I grill a lot of brats at home. Mm. I don't have a lot of taco in a bags at home. So I got to go with a taco in a bag slash walking taco here. Well, I think with a uh, with a resounding walk-off home run, walking tacos takes it with a three, clean 3-0 sweep. Walking tacos are our concession foods tournament of <clears throat> trivial topics champion. <clears throat> Pretty awesome, man. Uh, what's I don't know what the right sounder. That sounds boom. like a good one Perfect. for a winner. Perfect. Yeah. There we go. Bada boom. <laughs> there we go. Walking tacos. Walking off with the wind today. That's awesome, bro. Man, those things are crazy good. <laughs> we love us. Oh, Walking yeah. taco, the official ballpark snack of the SoCo show. A lot of contenders. Seth, you did an excellent job with the bracket uh, Thanks, this man. week. But uh, Walking Taco, it fought valiantly and it destroyed all its other opponents, and that's why it's the official ballpark snack of the SoCo Show. Congratulations to the Walking Taco. Or to the taco in a bag, whatever you're calling them. Uh, again, taco. hit us up at SoCo Show Pod and let us know which of those do you like and which chips do you like with it. Um, and maybe that, maybe we can do a video when we get together next and we'll do the, uh, the, the Walking Taco uh, we taste have to test do that. so we can, get more spe- we can get the specific exact recipe for the SoCo Show's Walking Taco. I think that's something we'll need to do in the future. I feel, uh, Jared, you feel like uh, Walking Taco, pretty deserved winner when you think back on the, uh, on the field this week? I do. I do. I, I think that uh, not only does it have the flavor, the toppings, uh, but it's exclusive to uh, very few venues. So I think the, the yep. ballpark venue, the Walking Taco, or in my world, Taco in a bag has got the win. I love it, man. Portable, not messy unless you're Seth. Uh, (laughs) Just a real top-notch food. No surprise again. It's our winner. I'll hit the winner. Walking tacos, you win. And that is how we do. We spent a lot of time on that uh, because we're hungry. But um, I hope you guys enjoyed that bracket as much as we did. Let us know what you would have voted through if it wasn't the walking taco. Uh, But for now... That's going to wrap up this week's Tournament of Trivial Topics. A Tournament of Trivial Topics! Fight! All right. All righty here. So next up, with uh, the little bit of show that we have remaining, we've got just a few things left to cover. First, we're going to touch briefly on a couple of news stories from the movie world this week in What Do You Think? What do you think? Think, think? All right, here. So, a couple of stories. Um, the first one uh, we actually talked about last night on J Buck Live. Uh, so, if you want to catch the recording of last night's J Buck Live episode, head over to the YouTube. Ask Jared Buckendall. Um, but the the news piece was that Donald Faison has been uh, cast to play Doctor. Is it Newtonium? Utonium. Um, in Say it again. Utonium. Vibranium. Utonium. Do- Dr. Unutatium. Ubranium. 
Dr. Raritanium condominium. in the Dr. Condominium Dr. In Aquarium. The new, Dr. Aquarium. <laughs> Dr. Stadium in the new Powerpuff Girls movie is going to be played by Donald Faison, who we all know as Turk from Scrubs. Um, and Turk Turkleton. We, t- we talked a little bit about that, uh, that news last night in the casting reaction. Talked a little bit about Powerpuff Girls. But the, uh, there's a question I want to pose to you guys that's related to this. So this new Powerpuff Girls series... That's coming out from Greg Berlanti on CW. Diablo Cody writing, I think, is really interesting on this. Um, but uh, the premise of the show is that the Powerpuff Girls have now grown up. And they're in their 20s. And they're kind of dealing with the childhood that they've had. And um, Dr. Dr. Um, Stadium Turkleton. Aquarium, Dr. Turkleton, is going to be going through like a midlife crisis uh, while the girls are, are kind of finding themselves as, in their 20s. And so it made me think about shows where, you know, we maybe got familiar with a child protagonist and then years later we have a chance to check in with them again when they've grown. Um, I th- thinking back to last year, a movie that I know both of you guys liked was The Kid Detective, which explored a similar um, kind of, of theme, right? He was famous as a kid, then he grows up and is dealing with it afterwards. So the question I want to pose to you guys is knowing that Powerpuff Girls is getting this treatment, what other child protagonists... Uh, either from cartoons or from live action, would you like to check back in with in their 20s? Who who else needs a grown-up uh, reboot like the Powerpuff Girls are getting? Well, he'd be in his 30s now, but I would go with Ned from Ned's Declassified School mm. Survival Guide, and he's still doing yeah. like life tips, but it's like sad now. He's like... Don't forget to put your milk back in the fridge after you passed out after drinking half a vodka, uh, handle of vodka. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good one. I I never watched. Um, they had Cooper Barrett's like guide to surviving life or whatever the fuck. Cooper Barrett's guide to life or some shit like that, which to me sounded like it was going to be an attempt at that. Uh, but it, it wasn't Ned's. And I think yeah. a lot of people, are, all of us included, would really gravitate toward Ned's. And Devin Werkheiser, I follow him on TikTok, actually. He's a pretty interesting guy. He's Is big he? into music now. Yeah, he, um, but, I remember um, after that ended, he was focusing on his music a lot. Because there was rumors. I remember like being online and like looking for, are they going to do more? Because like, he'd finished middle school at the end of the, se- the series. Mm-hmm. And they had talked about doing like a high school survival guide with him. But they just never ended up doing it for whatever reason. But then he focused on music, I remember. Man. I want to know what Simon Nelson Cook is doing. I bet he works for SpaceX. I bet that's what he's doing. <laughs> he's laying the pipe. Oh, no. <laughs> God. I love it, man. That he's would a plumber. Nesdy Classified Jesus. would be a good one. A plumber. There you go. <laughs> I, um, Jared, you got one on deck? Um, this one's not a show. This one's just a movie that popped in my head when you guys were just talking. And I'm thinking, like, what if we got a gritty, like, PTSD-ridden uh, Home Alone with Macaulay Culkin, and they come totally. back somehow, um, and they're, like, getting their revenge or something. I don't know. It's something along those lines. I'd be into it. I think a lot of people would. Home Alone is one of those. If you brought out something with the Home Alone branding on it now, I think people would be fucking stoked for well, that. Well, they're doing a so reboot, if you could get, I think. Yeah. I, are they doing a reboot? Mm-hmm. It sounds really goofy and weird where it's like flipped, where 
the mm. criminals like break it. I, I, I again I don't know exactly all of it and it's been in the talks for a couple years but yeah they're they're trying to bring the the brand back I guess hmm yeah I'd, I'd way rather see what what um Kevin McAllister is doing as an adult now because I've yeah to your point it, the the PTSD of those experiences that he went through would be kind of an interesting way to give it some grit and give uh, Macaulay Culkin a chance to to flex a little bit with the acting I haven't seen him act in anything in decades but um change open to it I yeah, think a change lot of people would go watch that oh is he in I don't know what change land is uh, watch it but he he's in it watch it okay I'll watch it change land with Macaulay he is Culkin. in it though uh, mine was um mine was gonna be Dexter's lab Ooh. I think um whatever Dexter is up to in his 20s I, he could even be like a like a Tony Stark type like all sorts of cool gadgets and shit and I don't know if he fights crime or not um, but you know, there's actually, there's probably some grittiness you could also, so you could either do, he's incredibly smart and he's building all sorts of really cool high tech shit or the twist that, that boots the show up is that he wasn't actually building any of that stuff. And that was his imagination. And maybe he still has this illusion that he is a genius. And so what we're watching is the adult version of Dexter thinking he's a genius, but we know that he's not. I think either of those could potentially be an interesting take. I think the first one would be more obvious and more likely to get made if it was. Um, but Dexter is Dexter from Dexter's Lab and then Dee Dee and everybody else. Um, I'd love to check in with them. I think like Timmy Turner from Fairly Odd Parents would be a good one. I think they've kind of um, done that though with like Drake Bell where he plays an older Timmy Turner. Yeah, I never watched that, but if neither. he's playing older, then yeah. And I, I'm certain that was bad, so maybe that wasn't <laughs> yeah. a good idea. Um, <laughs> one that we've talked about before, I think, uh, would be like Danny Phantom. Seeing him like as an older yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, ghost crime fighter now. And seeing like what he's up to and, and like how his life has gone since being you know a ghost superhero <laughs> type guy. Um, maybe have a kid and all that, too. That would be my serious answer. <laughs> It'd be Danny Phantom. Danny Phantom's fucking sick, dude. I think I talked about it on this show, but I went back and watched some Danny Phantom a few months ago, and I had forgotten that the theme song is a rap, but when it started playing, I remembered the entire rap, and that's a fun experience when, like, you, you gotta dig something way out of the back of the fucking vault, but it's still there. I love it. It's actually a pretty solid show, too. How's it go? Young Danny Phantom, he was just 14 when his parents built a very strange machine. I Remember didn't that? need the whole one. I just needed the the chorus part. Oh, was he gonna catch him off? He's Danny Phantom. But gonna catch him off? He's Danny is Phantom. Is catch him though? That's... For whatever reason, I'm thinking that's like Pokemon. Yeah. But... Yeah, but he's got to catch the ghosts that are coming that's out of true. the spirit world. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that's that's he's why they're Danny Phantom. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Man, Danny Phantom slaps. No doubt about that. Slaps cheeks. I love it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, when he's grown up, I bet guarantee he does. Good looking kid. Vlad. Um, I'm just going to skip past that so we don't focus on that. Um, yeah, probably not. I think we got some good ideas. So Hollywood, if this Powerpuff Girls thing works out, um, you know, there's some ideas for your next uh, reboot from uh, from a childhood favorite of ours. Let's turn to, and I would say an adulthood favorite of ours. Going back a couple of years, I think uh, Ryan Johnson's movie Knives Out I think it was in some of our top tens uh, the year that it came out back in eighteen or seventeen. I can't remember which. I think it. Um, well, I thought it was like nineteen. Was it nineteen? Maybe it was nineteen. 
2019. Yeah, Boom. it God was damn, 19 because I, I lived here then. Yeah, you're good. You got me this time, Seth. Anyway, Knives Out, I think we've known for a little bit that there, there are sequels in production. Ryan Johnson is writing a second and third Knives Out movie. Um, and we recently also got the news that, um, uh, oh my God, James Bond, Daniel Craig <laughs> is going to be reprising his role. Okay. What's his name? For, I mean, it's Benoit Blanc. Blanc, I think, Blanc. Right? Yeah, they are. Benoit yeah. Blanc. Yeah. But if you're talking about seminal you know, Daniel Craig, Craig roles, you're not saying James Bond. It's Joe Bang. <laughs> Joe okay. Bang. Joe Bang. Joe Bang. <laughs> Joe Bang is one of our favorite characters, no doubt about that. Um, so Ryan Johnson and Daniel Craig are both going to be back for uh, Knives Out 2 and Knives Out 3. And the Knives news harder. that we just got is that Knives Deeper. Knives Harder <laughs> and Knives Deeper are both going to be coming to Netflix. Uh, they were acquired in a $400 million deal, uh, the rights for the second and third Knives Out movie. So Ryan Johnson uh, probably got a big chunk of that for himself. And now we know that Netflix is going to be releasing those movies. Um, I guess a couple of questions for you guys on this. Do you think that this... News like this, right? Uh, Netflix acquired the rights to the sequels for this property. Do you think we're going to start hearing more about this, that there's going to be an arms race for these proven properties between all the streaming services to try to get them on board? Because um, I, I think that Netflix needs to be doing stuff like this because they're not creating as much. I mean, they're creating a lot of stuff, but not from like really well-known properties as much as, say, your Disney um, uh, or, or Hulu, um, some of the other streaming services have, have longer running stuff like that. So I think for, for the more recent, uh, and proven properties that we know people are excited for the sequels, I think this is a, an opportunity that Netflix kind of has to jump on in order to stay relevant in the space. Do you guys agree? Do you think we're going to see more huge deals like this for upcoming sequels to be exclusive for, for certain streaming services? Yeah, I think this is the beginning of a whole new, like, not to be all crazy and you know dramatic but like era uh, essentially of films like i could see this essentially getting so crazy that whatever opening week numbers are that's when people start bidding on these these properties um unless you know studios and uh other people own the rights and whatnot but they're gonna have people coming up to their door with truckloads of money and be like Please mm-hmm. come make this movie, this property. Like you, you, you know, barely got the money to make this this small movie. We're gonna give you enough to make eight movies and a whole series, <laughs> essentially. Um, yeah, I think that this is gonna this is gonna be the beginning of a whole different weird system. Yeah, I I don't. I, it's interesting to see how much the the pandemic influenced this, and I know again, like theater should be back by when that movie would come out but i think yeah the pandemic showed what people how people watch stuff you know I, you know people are going to be more likely to watch stuff on streaming services and things like that at the same time i think we don't know what the box office is going to look like if that movie were let's say it's may it's it starts filming this year it would come out feasibly 2020 late 2022 early 2023 something like that um i still think people aren't sure what the box office numbers are going to look like then you know personally i think that they're going to 
rebound pretty quickly just based off of what I'm seeing here and people buying tickets <laughs> to movies now. Um, but I think that's still a decision. A lot of these theaters, these like uh, studios and specifically like directors and things like that are making of like, okay, do I make this, get it out to where everyone can see it and make the, the buck now or, and, and like hedge that bet that it's not going to be fully back yet. I think it's the same thing. Like what we've seen, um, with the HBO deal with the regals and stuff like that. Um, and no one's really sure of what money is going to look like and what, you know, the, the world is going to look like in, in a couple of years in terms of going out and doing things, what the trust is going to be. Um, so I, I think it's all just very immediate judgment calls. Um, Obviously, this is set in stone, or I don't think it's a fully agreed on yet, but once it is, it'll be set in stone, and these are going to come out on Netflix. But does Netflix then also go, okay, we're going to put this in the theater, because if they bought it, they can do that. that you that's know? exactly what I right. think they'd do, just to try to make a little bit more money on top. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, reading a Variety article right now, and it says it's unclear right now if there will be a theatrical release. Um, so they may, in fact, do that, which I think would be good. Um, I think unless... I didn't know this. That was only a forty million dollar budget, and they made like four hundred million on the first. Yeah, it made a lot one. So of money. It was wildly profitable and hugely critically and obviously commercially successful. So no surprise that that they want the sequels. Um, but actually, the price tag four hundred and fifty million for yeah. the pair. If you know they want to go for Oscars and stuff like a screenplay, or maybe it is going to be a Best Picture. Who knows? But I doubt that. But you know, screenplay or, or that type of thing. I think they would have to. You know, unless the Oscar requirements change i think that they'll they'll end up releasing it for at least a short run you know but you know apple tv has done this recently with some movies um hulu has done it with nomad like i think i think these streaming services are more open to still putting it in theaters and having it on the service at the same time um moving forward hbo's been doing it i think it's worked for them honestly like the most packed movies i've seen wonder woman and now godzilla at theaters here have been on HBO at the same time. I think a lot of the general public still doesn't know that you can watch that for $15 on mm-hmm. HBO. <laughs> so as long as, you know, most, point. the most people who want to like spend money and go to the theater, I guess still want to keep doing that. I think this is still going to be a pretty profitable option for all involved. I'm also curious. I mean, that this brings up a whole different conversation, but I'm I'm wondering what the average person has for streaming services, or are people mm-hmm. still hard connected to cable? Mm-hmm. I'm sure, there's a lot of them out there. Not as much as there was a decade ago, but more than I think we would expect. I, you know, like we often run into this. We're in this space where we're surrounded by other movie people, and so we have all of them. Um, but I, I do think we're the outliers that we have all the streaming services. So I, I would bet most people have, you know, cable and one or two, you know, um, or even like a Sling TV and a YouTube TV or something like that, um, plus like a Netflix. But I don't think a lot of people have them all. So I would bet there's a lot of people who just don't have HBO mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. don't want to get it just to watch Wonder Woman, which, you know, fine. Um, I, I don't blame people for wanting to go to the theater instead of staying at home. Um but yeah, it's a it's an interesting. It, to your point, Seth, we're not going to know until a couple years from now how much of these decisions were made just based on COVID stuff and mm-hmm. what's what's going to stick. Right? We talked about the Regal exclusivity with WB. Is that going to stick? 
you know, some of these other same same time releasing on streaming and at the theater. It's sounding like in WB's case, that's probably not going to still happen. So what stays, what changes, and what does the landscape look like a year, two years, three years from now is going to be really interesting. I think they're going to be testing a lot of stuff like this. And um, all I know is it's a really good time to be someone who's capable of making good movies because they are paying a shitload. It is a huge (laughs) arms race for a good movie right now. Holy crap. Mm -hmm. A good franchise. (laughs) Uh, we would yeah, like to announce franchise. that Soko uh, Studios is now writing a movie. <laughs> yeah. Soko the movie. Netflix, call us. If it's $300 million or higher, we'll talk to you. I'd sell a movie to 30, for 30 bucks to Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Take that out. Take that out. <laughs> yeah. i got to edit that piece. Oh, man. Well, there it is. That's what we think of these couple of news items um, and a little bit of conversation around that. What do you guys think? Are you excited for this Powerpuff Girls or what other youthful protagonists do you want to see growing up? And then for Knives Out, are you excited for the sequels? And uh, what do you think of Netflix paying a pretty penny to make that an exclusive uh, for them? Let us know what you think at Soko Show Pod on Facebook and on Twitter. We're going to turn our attention now, though, to some things that we have already seen. Uh, so let's get into what did you watch? What? 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 So let's start this week with, uh, I, I would say, a favorite of ours. Um, last last spring, we all caught Solar Opposites, which is the animated series from Justin Roiland, who's one of the creators of Rick and Morty. Um, this is a Solar Opposites. It's an adult cartoon show about an alien family living on Earth. And uh, this came out of nowhere and was a big, a big, uh, something we all enjoyed a lot last spring. Uh, really got some good laughs out of it. And so we've been excited for season two to come out. And uh, I'm still in the middle of season two, so I'm gonna let you guys talk about it. I'm really enjoying what I'm seeing so far, um, but what did you two think of the season having completed the whole thing? The worst piece of shit I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. No. Um, Hulu, get a job. Yeah, <laughs> cancel. Everyone cancel your Hulu subscription, except for you, Cody. Cause I use it. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, it's, I mean, it's just like with Rick and Morty. It's, it's, it, you know, it, every, every episode is its own thing. And, and, you know, there's some running stuff. Like that's the thing I like about this. There's some, there's some running storylines going on too, specifically with this wall, but everything is just so wild and creative and different and strange and hilarious. And all these characters are so well-defined now and they're all, they all have their own thing. You know each what each one's going to do every episode, um, in terms of like how they're going to fit into the story. Um, it's fantastic. I, I mean, I you probably don't go five minutes without laughing. Probably don't even go mm-hmm. two minutes without laughing in, in these episodes. So um, all these different concepts that they introduce are hilarious. This this running wall thing with this dramatic storyline where all these little people are living in a wall, like miniature, like like figurine sized people that get shrunk down or living in this wall. It's, I mean, it's, it's so crazy and wild, but it's, it's hilarious. I, I love this show. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm pretty much there too. I was a little down because I thought that maybe, I don't know, they'd, they'd progress with their, you know, quote unquote mission a little bit more, but it's essentially the shenanigans. Like if you're a fan yeah. of uh, Rick and Morty, it's, it's essentially very similar humor and world and everything, but it's this, goofy uh uh, supposed to be american family but they're you know aliens and they get into all sorts of scrambles um 
I think the the thing I love about this show, again, carrying over from season one, is just the quick, random-ass reference jokes. Like, Mm -hmm. they'll do something that's so niche, and it's like, they're not going to hold on it. They're going to keep moving, and it might click instantly. It might click 10 seconds later, or like a day later. You're like, wait a minute, did they really do that? Um, (laughs) And there's some episodes in this that... I absolutely love where they're like, I would love to sit down and just see their process of like, let's take this combine with this and add this because that's kind of what this is where it's very familiar things, but put into like a weird blender and giving you something completely unique and very funny. Yeah. The uniqueness, they, they somehow manage, they take TV show tropes a lot of the time and they'll alter them just enough that they feel incredibly fresh. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's, I think that's what you're talking about, that familiarity, like, oh yeah, there's a trope about someone trying to, this isn't even one of the episodes, but like the guy's got a, two dates to the dance, oh, it's the trope, except they spin, like one of them's a horse now. Yeah. And so like, yeah. you know, it's, it's <laughs> they just put three, these crazy twists. <laughs> yeah, they put these crazy twists on this stuff. And it's 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 laugh a second to your point. The wall the wall stuff for anyone who knows who has watched the show, you'll know what we're talking about when we say the wall stuff. It I would watch that as a standalone drama, and I think it would be one of the best shows on TV. Yep, I think yep. they're really flexing when it comes to the writing on the comedic and the dramatic side. Um, and everything about the wall is great, but even what happens outside of it is just so fucking funny. It's if you've never seen Solar Opposites, it's. It's it's just it's just gonna make you laugh. It's you don't have to think very hard. I would say it's more accessible than Rick and Morty. And so mm-hmm. if if maybe you it's too high minded for you at times, which Rick and Morty is definitely that occasionally. Um, so it's more accessible, but it is for sure. It, yeah, yeah, high minded emphasis um, on high. It will make you laugh. <laughs> yeah, it will make you laugh, but you don't need to think too hard. It's just a really really nice um, the the two seasons now. Um, are a big recommend from all three of us. Solar Opposites on Hulu. Very, very funny. Very creative. Um, and it's getting the thumbs up from the whole team here. Uh, let's turn now a pretty big... Um, actually, no, let's go to this one. Uh, Jared, I, I know that this may be torture for you to even talk about. Um, but I want to get some thoughts Are you thoughts really going to make you. me do this? Human said I'm going to make you... You can be brief. You can be quick about it. Um, but I at least I at least need you to give the folks at home a stay away from this warning for bad trip. <sighs> okay, so there's this Netflix movie called Bad Trip, and Human Centipede. it's uh, it's Eric Andre. If you're familiar with him, you're gonna probably love this. But it's him, Lil Rel, and Tiffany Haddish, and essentially it's like a prank type show movie that's stitched together with like story beats um we had kind of talked about in practical jokers where they had a like a faux story that connected these these jokes and pranks and whatnot um this one though i mean it's it's from what i've heard i haven't watched any of his shows it's basically his show but in movie form i hated this movie absolutely despise this movie um seth you had watched it with me you fell asleep during Kinda. certain parts um but i think maybe you're not as hard on it as me but i think we kind of were in the same realm of this wasn't working at all and i think it takes a certain kind of person fan mindset to enjoy it because i will say over on youtube 
uh, my like to dislike ratio is like 19%. Um, so there is an <laughs> overwhelming amount of people that are against me. I will admit I am in the minority, but I don't waste your time at all. It's bad. Yeah, it currently has on Rotten Tomatoes 73%. Which I am baffled. What? I am baffled. Because, yeah. because no lie, I'm going to – straight up, people have said it's brilliant, it's a masterpiece in comedy, and it's something that has never been done before. Well, here, here's the, the critic consensus on Rotten Tomatoes. With ingeniously gross hidden camera bits that often find their unsuspecting marks at their best, Bad Trip turns out to be a surprisingly uplifting ride. What? Yeah, no, that's, that's I a just lie. Have... I really, I'm so curious. I don't want to watch this because I really, I don't like Eric Andre. And like you said, Jared, maybe people who are fans of him will really dig this. I'm, I've never been a fan really. I've, I've tried a couple times. I, this feels. I feel like we're taking crazy pills. Honestly, that what, everybody loves this. What had happened to me the last two, three, maybe four days, is, am I not funny? And I've mm-hmm. literally been wrapped, like trying to figure this out of. Is my comedy so, like, niche, weird, not funny? Or is it just such – basically, it's idiocracy. That is where we're going. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, when- yeah, I don't quite understand it either. I mean, yeah, like you said, I fell asleep for a very good portion of this movie. Um, I – the, the parts I did see and wake up like the biggest thing that it I didn't think maybe it's funny maybe maybe if you watch it as a whole there's funny moments and blah 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 but what I saw when I randomly woke up was terrible editing editing and dialogue um, recording yeah. like there was times where the person who was supposed to be real quote unquote real in the situation would walk away and clearly not being saying be saying something but there's additional dialogue so they added something or they had that person come back in and they or they were an actor or whatever but there was a lot of that which made it seem not genuine it just all seemed when i was watching it all seemed the point of the movie was to be like a story within the real world where they're making fun of people like doing pranks right but it all just seemed scripted none of the yeah like all the stuff that was supposed to be like real and pranky seemed all fake and manufactured and planned to me. And so to I I just didn't think that was funny at all. And I I mean I'm not a huge prank guy anyway and again Eric Andre is not my cup of tea, but like you said Jared, people are people are so fucking crazy about the shit they like and if you say something bad about something that someone likes, I mean, we've seen it too with the Snyderverse recently. Yeah, um, it's this like do or die type thing. But I think that that's the biggest thing is like, sure, maybe it's funny, but like you you can't sell something that is oh this crazy prank and then fix it in post. Then therefore, right. it's mm-hmm. not what you're selling. And that was mm-hmm. my big honestly. That's my biggest problem is like you. You tr- you made this funny after the fact. It's not funny. You tried to make it funny, and maybe it's funny. I didn't think it was because I saw through that. And then yeah. even, like, so close to, like, this should be on TV, honestly. It should be a Jamie Car- Kennedy experience, experience <laughs> or show, like an episode, a couple episodes. Because, um, like, the one, the, 
right before I fell asleep, I remember there was a scene of Tiffany Haddish. She's underneath a, a prison bus, just parked somewhere, and there's a guy who's like painting a wall or something, and he's like doing. He's got like a vest on, so I think he's doing like some sort of community service. And Tiffany Haddish comes up underneath, falls up, you know, from the bus. She's hanging on the bottom as like she's escaping, and then like walks up to this guy and she's like, "Hey, where'd he go? Where'd he go?" Like the guy who's driving the bus, the cop, and he's like what are you doing? Like, get out of here. And so he like shoes her off or whatever. This cop comes back and then she like comes back from where she was. Like, how is that believable at that point? Also, I don't believe that this guy doesn't know who Tiffany Haddish is. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and I will be she's honest. Put, she you. looks just like Tiffany Haddish. It's not like dressed up. Like, you know, she, she's just has a few tattoos on her exactly. face or whatever. That's and, it. And, um, according to the real official, um, verified, a YouTube account of Tiffany Haddish. She did not have a stand-in. Um, she commented on my review <laughs> and uh, made it aware that, yes, that was her doing all of the stunts. So, therefore, Seth, like you're saying, she is a very unique person. How do you not recognize that person? Right. Yeah, I don't know. It just it seemed like everyone else in there, you know, like everyone was actors. Or not – I mean, there were some people that were people that were – there were some reaction shots. But when they're doing the stuff – like the main stuff to these people, it seemed like they, you know, were actors at the very least had stuff that they came in afterwards and did, like, or had other people do for them. It just didn't seem genuine at all to me with the, the parts I was awake for. Man, I'm, I'm going to try really hard to not watch this, but my curiosity is peaked. Just, I just, just to have the delta between what you guys are saying and what everybody else is saying is so wide. Um, but I, this doesn't sound like my cup of tea either. So if you're out there and you're and you like Bad Trip, maybe you need to tweet us at Soko Show Pod and let us know why. Um, and don't just say that it's genius and subversive. Like tell us why it's funny, because it, I, I, no one's been able to explain it to me. So, <laughs> yeah, that, that's uh, that's my thing. Is please just someone explain to me why? Because I don't get it. Yeah, and I need to know too. I get why people. I mean, there's. Especially, I think this is a lot of younger people who probably like this. Um, you stupid young people. No. Um, like, <laughs> I I think that's probably, it's it's the generation before us, a lot of them who like it. And I think, you know, we liked Jackass as a kid. We liked, you know, Andy Milanakis as a kid. Like, stuff like that. I, th- I Honestly, I think that's what it is. It's a generational thing. And especially with, you know, younger generations, a lot they, they tend to, I think, probably attack more, like, Boom- values. Boomers. Well, I'm thinking just more like you don't understand it. You don't get it like in terms of like, I don't know, trying to think along the lines of basically it's just like it's not you're you're closed minded. I think that's probably what they're probably more attacking. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're just you're not you're not open to, I don't know, certain things, Mm -hmm. I guess. Anyway, I, I think that in terms of Eric Andre, he's so weird and out there and stuff. But I think that's what I'm getting more towards here is like, you know, your your what your idea of comedy is 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 straightforward and 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 typical, and he's more you know subversive and does weird shit, and that's what's funny about it. It's more about the experience and stuff like that. And it's like I, I don't know. He's that Eric Andre show is him just like, and all the most of the celebrities are in on it and stuff that he's had on there. But it's like it's just so weird. The point of it is just to be weird. And I don't see a joke. I don't see a punchline in there, you know? And maybe that's my problem. Yeah. 
maybe you know what I, I started to make the point like maybe we're old and dusty and that's why we just really don't get it but we all enjoyed butt boy last year and so <laughs> that's like true. it's not like we can't enjoy obscure random weird stuff uh, but there's a limit so mm -hmm. i don't know guys uh someone's gonna have to let us know if you've seen this on netflix bad trip let us know why you like it if you do um but we it is not getting a recommend from from the guys here uh, apparently it sounds like a fart box so let's move on i don't want to give any more time to that one but seth i'm really interested to hear about this next one that you saw it's a foreign film getting a lot of oscar attention uh -huh. Um, and I actually already have this in my Netflix queue, so I need you to tell me whether or not I need to move it up. Well, you probably need to... <laughs> my Hulu um, queue, I should say. Yeah, you probably need to <laughs> like switch your password or something out because you're in Hulu uh, if you have it in any yeah. sort of queue. Um, it's called a, a, a Another Round. Holy shit, I almost forgot about it for a second. Um, really, it's so it's a foreign film. It's all in... Um, I think it's a... Is it a Danish... Maybe Dutch, something like that. It's whatever Goldmember speaks. Um, I'm from <laughs> Holland. Isn't that weird? Goldmember shows up in this. It's fucking crazy. Uh, everyone oh, starts shit. eating spoilers. Every, everyone starts eating fucking uh, bongs and and blintzes, and it's it's crazy. It's such a good movie. Scar and a waffle. No. Yeah, <laughs> pipe and a grape, <laughs> bong and a blintz. Um, no, it's another round. Uh, the only actor in it that you probably know is Mads Mikkelsen. Um, he's in James Bond, right? Yeah, he sure is. He's the sheep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's all foreign. Uh, Hulu is stupid too. I I gotta point this out. Hulu is stupid with their subtitles because I turn this movie on, and they're speaking a different language, and I'm sitting there for a second, like, okay, something gonna pop up, or is I gonna are they gonna start talking English? I'm sitting there for like five minutes. I'm like waiting for someone to start speaking English here. And no subtitles are popping up. You have to, like, go in there and physically change them for the subtitles to pop up. Um, so that was weird. Hulu changed that shit. Um, Wait. But, uh, are you saying... Do you mean... Because it's a no foreign movie, they, sh they should know you speak English and they should automatically do the subtitles? Is that what you're arguing? If, if your geolocation is in I, you know, the United States and the, pri the primary <laughs> language is English, you would think that any movie you watch in America, if it doesn't have English-speaking people in it, you would put subtitles in it, right? I don't know. I don't know if I agree. I, I get what you're saying. Like, it seems like it should be obvious, but I, I think I understand why if it's you, not. If you change your VPN to Germany and then throw up Netflix in Germany, all of the stuff will be in German. So, oh, really? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, you got a point then. <laughs> um, so, anyway, that was that – was at least pull up the subtitles for me if it's not a primary English film, please. Um, but anyway, so um, essentially the, this, the premise of this movie is a bunch of um, teachers uh, go out to dinner one night for, I think, a birthday. And they have a discussion about um, drinking, about how there is a philosopher who believed that the perfect level of existence is 0.5 or 0.05 blood alcohol content. And that it loosens people up, doesn't, it takes away some inhibitions you still have all your motor functions for the most part. Um, but generally you're running at a optimum level. And so these, I think they're four friends, um, start to 
again, they work at a school, so on a daily basis, they will go to the bathroom or whatever and drink, and they have um, breathalyzers. So that's how they track it. So it's like a science experiment at that point. And so they, they throughout the movie, will show, like, they'll kind of, like, do that where they'll, like, show them drinking, blow into it, and then on the screen they'll put, like, point or whatever. Um, and you start to see how, like, Yes, it does do some crazy good things for these people. Lives start to change, but then also some dependencies start and negative things start, you know, start happening, maybe potentially some addictions and things like that. So it just shows how everyone different reacts to it and how it changes their lives. Um, obviously, it stars Matt Mickelson, so it's primarily around him, but these other friends are also involved and show how it impacts their lives as well. Um, it's a really interesting movie in terms of like, how would that impact, you know, cause some people do run better on, you know, a little bit of alcohol or whatever. So, um, it doesn't shy away from like showing the, it, in a way, almost glor glorifying a bit of like what maybe alcohol can do for some people. But at the same time, it shows the negative impact. So it's not all like, you know, sunshine and rainbows the whole time. Um, but it, it goes pretty deep into not only like work, um, and, and these guys, especially Mads Mikkelsen, he's a teacher who's been going for a while um, and has kind of lost some of his juice as a teacher. And so that, you know, obviously drinking kind of helps that. Um, but uh, anyway, you know, it, it, it shows the, the dependencies and, and the, the dramas in, in terms of the families. And it's a very, very interesting movie. Um, it almost gets you thinking, like. How how would that <laughs> you know how would that yeah. be? Because I think everyone has had like when you're just a little buzzed, you're like, oh, okay, you know, this is. I feel like I'm invincible, <laughs> you know. Oh yeah, I mean, go, halfway halfway through what you were saying, I'm like, I'm gonna start doing this. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I really like this a lot. I was I was way more intrigued than I anticipated being going in. Um, I and also I think too with with the language there's a lot of similarities I think with with that so I I found that especially like recently with seeing movies like um, Roma and uh, um, Parasite and things like that the the more you can kind of understand different parts of what because the, there's a lot of like repeating words and things like that the the more in like engrossed in it I kind of became just because I'm like oh I understand that a little bit a little bit better and so. I think that's kind of fun in itself um, with, with subtitled movies, but overall I thought it was a great movie. Uh, the director is nominated for Best Director. Um, nothing else, I think. is I think it might be nominated for Best Foreign Film, film too, but um, I think in terms of the directing with him being nominated, um, I can. It, it's a pretty intricate movie to put together in terms of all the, the different four different guys and the different blood alcohol contents and, and how they, how that gets adjusted throughout the movie um, and how each of them reacts differently. There's a lot going on in the movie uh, more than you might expect going in. So I, I could see why that person is, is nominated. So um, yeah, it's interesting. Check it out. Um, might even give you a little bit of like the old, like, you know, college feels in terms of the, the getting together with some buddies and drinking type thing. Um, Cause they do a lot, a lot of, a big chunk of the movie is those four guys kind of coming back together and re reigniting a friendship that might've been lost for a little bit. So, um, I liked it a lot. Check it out. Well, you sold me. I, 
already had this in the queue because I, I think the premise is fascinating. And you're right, Jared. It makes me think, hmm, maybe we should, uh, maybe we should give this a shot. But um, I'll have to watch the movie first and see the downsides probably that, they, that it shows. Um, but I am stoked for this. This is uh, another round, and it's on Hulu. Um, they're advertising it a fair amount because it's nominated, so you should mm -hmm. see it in your banners. But again, it's another round, um, and you can search for that. Make sure you put your subtitles on. Um, and yeah. actually, before we go on to this next movie, uh, Oscars were mentioned. Uh, we are going to have a, an Oscars episode in the next couple of weeks, and we're going to have a friend of the show, Lindsay Monday, is going to be joining us to make our Oscar picks. So stay tuned. Um, maybe sometime in the next week or two, we'll put out um, the Oscar game and play that again. Um, but um, stay tuned on Oscar stuff. A lot more to come in the next month or so. I think uh, the 26th or so, 25th is the Oscars. So uh, still got a few weeks while that comes up. But for now, um, I want to turn to another movie that I, I think both of you saw. And Seth, I know you specifically were really looking forward to this one um, because of your boy Bob Odenkirk. Um, and so uh, I don't care which one of you starts, but uh, tell us about this one, Nobody. Yeah, Jared, you go ahead. I I, I just spent too long talking. I was about I was the gonna I was movie. gonna say you take the point because you you're gonna jizz all over this movie because this is right up your alley. But uh, I'll start. <laughs> um, essentially, this is a family man kind of down on his you know falling into a routine, and it's kind of revealed through a certain events that he has a, a past that his family's not aware of. It's a little bit dark, and he's a completely different person. Um, that kind of sets up the movie, and it's kind of this revenge type thing, him falling back into that world. And I will say it's very reminiscent of John Wick because it's from the same writer and whatnot. And this movie was, man, I had a fun time with this. This was one that I wish mm -hmm. I would have seen in the movie theater because there's certain scenes that just they crank up the music and just the, a dude's just – peeling some donuts around a corner while getting shot at it's it's awesome like this is if you are a fan of like i said john wick you're going to love this movie because there's fight choreography that is fantastic there's like neon lights and this kind of you know darker tone kind of a a little bit of a like a dark blue kind of green tinge all over the film um man there's one scene where it's just kind of like following this dude walk through a cr club takes a shot takes a some blow goes up sings karaoke slams a guy's face into a table and then like intimidates a bunch of other people like it's all in one shot and it was really really cool um i love this movie seth i i'm i'm not mm -hmm. you know i'm just I'm, I'm gonna let you cup the balls now while i'm finished blowing <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know if I really want to double team a movie with you, Jared, but uh, I mean. Hot. That's what the people want. The SoCo fans are clamoring for it. Just a couple of boys. <laughs> um, no, I, I mean, I very much agree with everything you've said. Um, I, I think the differences with John Wick here are, I think, I, I mean, there's a world in which these two could exist in the same universe. Um, they're made by different studios. So I don't think ultimately that would happen. I would be fucking so pumped if we got a Wikiverse mm -hmm. with Bob Odenkirk in there. Um, but I think with this one, it doesn't seem quite as intricate of a world um, as John Wick is with the crime bosses and things like that. Um, the differences in terms of the characters, I think John, uh, I think Bob Odenkirk's character here is, in terms of his fighting, is a little bit more of like a bruiser. Um, he's not quite as he's not like skilled like Agile John Wick. Where John Wick stuff, like yeah. 
yeah, where, like John Wick will be doing like arm bars and like stab a guy in the head while he's punching another guy in the head who's above him. You know, like John Wick is like, you know, he's he's the Baba Yaga. Okay, <laughs> you know, he's not getting touched. <laughs> Bob Unkirk will take a punch to the face and then come around with a right hook and and get him down. Um, he's a, he's a little more brutal in terms of just his fighting style. He's a bruiser. Um, so I think I think in terms of the combat and things like that, it's it's just a little bit more. I mean, in in John Wick, he's taken down hundreds of people, and this isn't quite as many you know people in, in this one. Who knows though? They did kind of leave some doors open for a sequel, so. We can get be be getting more nobody movies and I'm telling you the sequel Bob somebody. <laughs> Ooh, somebody Ooh, told like somebody. me. Um, somebody suck me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think it, with this too, I you know there with it being Bob Odenkirk, he has a base in comedy. Um, there's a, a you know so a little bit of humor in this as well, um, which was good. I think it, it it worked well with the world they have. Um, there's still a lot more world to explore here in that too. I think you could do a prequel, you could do sequel. I think if they set it up like John Wick, which again, same producers and things, they could build upon the world and again, maybe interweave it, which I'd be very happy about. Um, (laughs) so no, I, I liked it a lot. I mean, there's some, some really awesome fight scenes, some brutal fight scenes, um, some funny moments, uh, pretty simple in terms of your premises and things like that. But overall, uh, check this one out for sure. Whether it's the theater, I hope. I hope when Cody, your theater opens up, they're playing this one, so you can go check it out. You will be very, very um, treated to a great, great time at the theater, especially if you see it on the big IMAX or whatever. Um, if if it's not playing in the theater and it comes on VOD sometime soon, check it out there too to have just as good of a time. So, one of my favorites this year so far for sure. Nice. Yeah, I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to hold out and uh, and hope my theater gets open in time to still be playing this. Um, but uh, if not, then I am really looking forward to catching this one at home. Uh, nobody. This is Bob Odenkirk starring. You can catch this in your theater now, uh, which is true for most of the country now. Uh, in theaters now, nobody. So go check that one out. And that's everything we saw this last week. Um, but did want to tee up what's coming soon for this weekend. It's coming right for. And Jared, there is one very wink, wink, big movie dropping this weekend. Um, Seth, I know you've already got a ticket. You're seeing this tomorrow night. Um, we'll be back next week to talk about Godzilla versus Kong. Um, but Jared, you've already seen this. You got a preview screening. So, what can the folks look forward to in Godzilla and Kong here? Uh, you see a giant lizard bitch slap a giant monkey who returns with a fisticuffs right to the face. Um, fisting? Yes. Um, spoiler. <laughs> uh, if you can, you need to see this on the biggest screen with the biggest sound. I saw it at home. I was fortunate enough to get an early screener. It did not do the movie justice at all. See it in the movie theaters. Okay, I will. That's good advice. Get to the theater this weekend. Seth has a Thursday night showing. Very exciting. Um, if your theater is open, get yourself a ticket to Godzilla vs. Kong and enjoy just the fucking mayhem. I'm not even sure there's going to be dialogue in this one. I just want to see a two-hour fist fight. So I am pretty pumped to catch this one. My theater hopefully is opening very soon, along with the Regal reopening. So I'm hoping to, again, hold out for this one and, and catch it there instead of at home. So uh, more thoughts next week on Godzilla vs. Kong. It's coming right for us! And that's going to wrap us up this week for What Did You Watch? What? 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 what?
All right, folks. Well, you know the drill. We're just about done with episode 189 here. But before we go, got to leave you with one more thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. Been a while since I recommended some YouTube stuff. Um, but lately, this past couple weeks, I've been watching a lot of TED Talks on YouTube. And I know people know what TED Talks are. You're probably not hearing it for the first time from me. So let this just be a reminder that TED, TED Talks are out there. And there's some really fascinating stuff. I've, I've been watching things on like productivity, um, like neuroscience, um, sex. You know, there's a lot of like, the, really there's a TED Talk about just about everything. And, and most of them are pretty entertaining and pretty fascinating. So uh, that's what I've been spending. Like if I've got a weird 20 minutes to spare, I'll throw on a <laughs> TED Talk. And there's a wealth of them on YouTube. So I would just, I would just say that. Uh, don't forget there's TED Talks if you're looking to uh, spend a little time on YouTube and Grow the brain just a little bit. A weird twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, I'm doing. You know what I mean? When I'm it's doing like, other oh, things God, with twenty enough... minutes. Yeah. Oh jeez. I only need. Oh, I need about that's... a weird ninety seconds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nasty. Oh wow. Uh, for my one more thing, this actually just popped up, and I think it's happening the day you're listening to this podcast, Thursday. Um, and again, caution. This could potentially be an April Fool's Day joke. I did some research. It does not look like it is. But Chipotle is giving away a bunch of burritos, uh, apparently 200 k in burritos and Bitcoin to celebrate National Burrito Day. So you could win um, – let's see here. You could win – 10,000 people can win a free burrito – 50 people can win $500 in Bitcoin, and then three grand prize winners win $25,000 in the luxurious Bitcoin that is uh, out there in the world. So uh, all you got to do is place some— like half a Bitcoin, right? uh, Currently, yeah, which, uh, (laughs) yeah, if they would have done this a while ago, it would have been— yeah, you would have gotten a lot more Bitcoin from that. Uh, But (laughs) apparently all you do is go to, like, uh, burrito or Bitcoin.com. I— uh, burritos or bitcoin.com and you play a game and apparently you have to guess a number you have 10 tries to guess a number and if you guess it correct i guess um you win so if you want to win some free burritos or bitcoin check that out sick i don't i'd rather have the burrito honestly yeah that's kind of what i was thinking I'll too take my I was chances like, at getting rich yeah i was like okay cool <laughs> money's great but I, I just need a burrito tomorrow well, I mean, yeah. if you do want to, you know, like the fucking McDonald's of, of oh, burritos, yep. you go to Chipotle. But if you want a fucking gourmet goddamn burrito, if you're in Iowa, you go to Panchies. You go to Panchies. Panchies, baby. <laughs> Panchies. No. My one more thing. Is Panchies. Um, it's not. <laughs> it They're is. giving away free... Free Panchies burritos and Dogecoin. So go to yeah. Panchies slash Dogecoin dot com. <laughs> I own. I, I bought some more Dogecoin this last week. Um, I my one more thing is a documentary series currently running on HBO Max. Um, called uh, Q colon Into the Storm about QAnon and the fucking crazy people in that. Um, very interesting. About halfway through the episodes that are currently available. Um, I don't know how many more are left, but they have been weekly on HBO Max. Very interesting docu-series. I've been more and more into the docu-series this year, just like the rest of America was. Um, But uh, if you don't know anything about QAnon, this goes into a very, very, very deep dive about it all. 
even specifically going back to like the origins of the chat room that it um uh, that q kind of started on so um you know sometimes they say that sometimes it might be you it might be better to you know ignore the the weird shit out in the world these conspiracy theories and things like that i think in this case this is one that kind of engulfed the news for the longest time um and it's i think it's probably one just to check out if you know nothing about what q is or QAnon is so um i didn't know much about it going into it um i know quite a bit now and i'm only two episodes in so it's very interesting the way it's all set up is very um you know it's got a little bit of style to it and things like that so it's an entertaining docuseries it's not just straight up facts and interviews um some cliffhangers and things like that between each episode very well done just like hbo always does i'd say check this one out if you want to know more about QAnon, and, and you know if you want to join it send me a no don't send me a tweet i i, I don't want to actually say that because then now i'm probably gonna get fucking hacked or something <laughs> So we got Q into the storm on HBO Max. We got free burritos or free Bitcoin. We'll link to that uh, page in the description box. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then, uh, yeah, while you're eating your Chipotle burritos, if you got a weird 20 minutes, check out some TED Talks. That's going to do it for one more thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. And that's going to do it Ooh, for episode... That's right. You gotta mix it up a little bit, you know. Uh, for episode 189 of the SoCo Show, big shouts out to all of our sponsors and all of our anchor wankers for making the show Wanker. possible. Again, now is a great time to become a wanker. Hit the link in the description box to go join uh, join our incredible list of uh, of existing wankers. Um, but even if you're not being a wanker, we appreciate you guys stopping by, clicking on this episode. Every listen helps us. And uh, we hope you'll share this episode out with friends. If you want to get into an argument about ballpark snacks, uh, we might be able to help you win a bet. So uh, share this out with some friends. Help us grow the party a little bit. We'd really appreciate that. Um, Don't forget, April 22nd is a Thursday night. That's going to be our next live show over on J-Buck Studios' YouTube page. At Jared Buckendall. Jared, for the folks who are heading over to J-Buck Studios to become subscribers um what can they look forward to over there and also uh on tiktok i know you got some cool things going recently yeah over on youtube you can uh just i don't even know what reviews are coming out this week um falcon winter soldier every friday and then hopefully movie actual movie reactions coming back soon um kind of a backlog of editing and whatnot but over on tiktok i'm doing this new series essentially called like deleted movie scenes in quotes or whatever where i essentially put myself into movie scenes and write comedy around it um i'm enjoying them a lot and it's kind of more of a challenge and whatnot higher produced and whatnot in front of green screen but i've done i think four or five and i'm trying to do at least one a day and uh, i'm getting a kick out of them they're fun i can from our end those are pretty funny too i've enjoyed uh i think i saw the happy gilmore one and uh, the X-Men one just today. So those are pretty fun. You're going to want to get over, become one of the 100,000 plus who have decided to follow J-Buck Studios on TikTok so you can catch those new ones. And of course, don't forget to become a subscriber on YouTube as well. Links to both of those in the description box. And that is pretty much going to wrap us up for episode 189. Hope you guys enjoyed this one and we hope you'll join us in seven days for another. Um, But for now... We are all finished. So for the bro host, Jared Buckendall, and the so host, Seth Ott, I've been the co-host, Cody Michael, and we will see you next week. Bye.